everyone and welcome to Comics from the Multiverse, the DC Comics podcast from Mailfuzz TV. I am Peter and joining me, as always, the bear, Matt. Yeah, that's me. And the ginger, Connor. You know, I was really hoping you'd be more inventive than that. <laughs> no. You, you know, you call me the bear and it's funny because my, uh, my friend's out of town this weekend with, with my wife and they went past the store that had a pot-bellied bear, and she goes, "Hey, look, it's your brother." And <laughs> I've never felt more honored in my life. <laughs> as, as a high-ranking honor for Matt, Matt in the, the Skullthorpe household. Uh, so yeah, this is a weird, weird episode because we do not have books to talk about because it is our annual episode. This is annual number three. What is annual episodes? What what do they do? These are our end of year award episodes. So this, these are our awards for twenty eighteen uh, for the best in DC comics, as well as a couple of bonus categories for other stuff as well. But that is what we're going to be doing. And this year we have a new thing where we actually got our patrons to to vote as well. So at the end of the show, we'll have a, a sort of you know patron community. Uh, winner section as well and we'll talk about the results of that so that's coming up at the end of the show uh we got the awards uh we'll talk we'll go through best artist best writer best series best single issue best limited slash event and then we'll also do uh you know as, as a sort of bonus add-on best marvel and best indie book as well uh, and we'll, we'll sort of debate that amongst ourselves uh the way this works is that we will present options for each category and then we will discuss amongst us and then decide as a group what the three of us want to nominate as this podcast's winner of each category uh it may get contentious it may get contentious and then for the for best book of the year it's not just one we pick we pick 10 and we rank them in order we pick a top 10 which will be the main thing of the episode that'll take up the most time obviously mm-hmm. when we get there so uh that is the plan that is the plan that's what we're gonna do um in terms of news, actually, obviously this is not a regular... This is the only weird thing about not having books this week and this just being the only episode this week is that mm-hmm. if there is news, we do kind of have to bring it up as well. Um, there isn't really that much news, but I did see one thing of note on Twitter that I think is important. Brian, H- yeah, Brian Hill, who is going to be working on Batman The Outsiders when it comes, um, mm-hmm. he's actually leaving comics after next year. Jeez. But so uh, you're thinking, oh wait, so that that series is basically turned into a mini series because he's he's leaving. Um, some some people asked him about that because he said he's got like you know he's got up to twelve issues. I think American Carnage is the book he does at Vertigo mm-hmm, and yeah. there's a couple of other things. Um, someone said, well yeah, but what about Batman though? And the Outsiders, you're you're just going to be starting that soon in 2019. And he said that, oh yeah, that's the one that may be the exception if people like it because I can't I can't uh, I you know I owe it to Batman not to quit that. So if it hmm. does well, he'll actually stick on that book. It's- is there a reason he's quitting? Did he say? Uh, yeah, he's basically just pursuing other writing. I think he's doing more TV work. Maybe some. I don't know if he's doing movies as well. But he, I know he does TV yeah. work because he worked on Ash vs. the Evil Dead. Uh, and did yeah, his name popped up a few times during Titans. Yeah. Ash, right? It did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, I think he's just moving on to other writing arenas. Yeah, and fair enough. That's what he wants to do, which is f- fair play. Mm-hmm. Obviously, uh, I liked his short detective arc, and I was looking forward to the Outsiders. Um, the fact that he's so confident uh, about it and saying he'll stick around if it does well does at least imply that it's still coming out. <laughs> because obviously right now... Yeah, which, which which tells me he has at least six planned, right? Yes. So like, True, he'll get yes. through those and yeah. if it's doing well, he'll just keep yeah. going with what he was going to do. Yeah. Best now, we're getting it April. Because it's not been re-solicited, solicited oh, true, yet, yeah. it? Yes, yes. Uh, earliest we could get it now is April. Yeah, that's true. 
I was going to debate why you thought that. And I went, no, you're right. We've been all the notch books now. So yes, yeah. that's correct. <laughs> uh, all right, cool. Uh, also, on top of these categories that I mentioned, um, I did have one or two other questions that I want to like pose to everyone. That uh, oh, just uh, no, I think I think I know what the answer is going to be. The main one that I want to ask, but. Uh, I only say this because I didn't prepare for any of the actual questions. No, no, no. Bonus. These bonus ones you don't have to prepare for. I think these are just discussion points. That's something to, to discuss the year. Uh, and Connor knew he should have prepared. This is on him. I'll be honest. I forgot. <laughs> I was working. And... As long as you're honest. There, uh, yeah. Like, I fell asleep really early last Look, night for me. Connor. You're lo- I know you did because we were meant to record something and you just vanished off the face of the earth by 7pm. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah, I, 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 well, I'm still at work at seven p.m. Okay, whatever, whatever time it was, you got home. Yeah. But um, what was I gonna say? Yeah, it, luckily for you though, the 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 design of this annual show is kind of around the idea that we come in and pick the options at the time. It's just it's just good to get your memory going a little bit with yeah, all that prep. Yeah, usually Matt's the one that doesn't prepare. Oh, Matt, Matt's been good this year. I don't know what's going on. What 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 did you bribe him with? Matt gets a gold star. Joe, it is. We convinced him to buy a PS4, so now he's he's become in tune with everyone else in the world because he's playing. Yeah, video games. kind of. <laughs> my my brain is stimulated, so like it's... I woke up this morning and I got chores done because I know I wanted to save time to play uh, <laughs> Spider Man later. Are, so are you saying this is because I haven't had time. I haven't touched my PS4 in a month. So yes. is that it? Now now I've gone to hell. I can't remember anything. Yes, you're just you're, you're worse off for it. Yes. <laughs> We've done a personality switch, Connor. Well, then we need to do less so I can have more time to play on my PS4. <laughs> which leads us, which leads us neatly to an announcement. Uh... Yes, speaking of definitely not doing this. <laughs> yes, we got an announcement to make just before we actually kick it at the end of your uh, awards talk. Um, so I did post a, uh, a poll on the, the comics Twitter DC at DC Comics Podcast. If you didn't know what our, what our Twitter was. Um, inquiring about uh, how people would prefer if we ever did a comic show that wasn't for DC Comics w- would it be preferable on the same audio feed or on a different audio feed? Obviously this was just for the audio listeners, for people on YouTube this makes no difference because you just get the shows on YouTube um, mm-hmm. but and I, I, I was kind of poking fun at it because I was kind of, I, I really was overemphasizing how I hypothetical it was when it wasn't hypothetical at all. Me and Connor had already decided something. We were just testing the waters to see what people would want. And I will say you're a bunch of bastards because it was the most useless poll results we'd ever had because it was almost exactly 50-50 down the middle, these results. Um, and so, also, no one replied to give their reasoning. No, no so one like, did. No, no one went, oh, we want it on a different feed because of these reasons, or the, or the same feed because it's convenient for them. You know, yeah. it, it didn't help us at all. No, it was... because we were, go, guys. I approve of this. Because we, we, we were debating, do we do we keep it on the same feed uh, with comments from the multiverse, or do we have a separate feed? And we were hoping that the, the, the legions of fans would just decide for us, and we wouldn't have to think about it. And then they split it down the middle 50-50 and we had to think about it. So I hate you all. But we still haven't thought about outsourcing. it. <laughs> <laughs> Only bad things come from outsourcing. But yeah, so the announcement is, yes, there will be a, a second comics podcast called Elsewhere in the Multiverse, uh, which will be mainly just me and Connor. Matt might guest occasionally, but he doesn't necessarily have time to add a whole show to his, his schedule. He, he, he had fear in his eyes when we told him about this. Um, but 
we will be talking about Marvel books, uh, also other books as well. So there will be some indie stuff, some image, dark horse, boom, that kind of thing, uh, depending on what we're reading. Um, it will be a second show. The the caveat to us doing this is that we can't do it. We, we can't record it until a Tuesday. So the next week's books will almost be out by the time it goes up every week. But that's just the the price to pay for yeah, having it. It's patience. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but yes. Patience. So start starting. Uh, Next week, there will be an episode of Elsewhere in the Multiverse, and that'll be our Marvel slash other comics Talk show. about a great it, way to kick off a new year. I know. Yeah, that? right? It, it reminds me of when we used to do the specials. Um, when, we used, there was, when we first started the Patreon, we would do like mm. Patreon-only ones where like me and Pete would talk about Archie. Or yeah. um, oh, there was a couple others that we did. And, it, it fell um, by the wayside because it was really random yeah. and kind of scatter shot, and it was hard to. Whereas this yeah. will be a consistent weekly thing. Exactly. Where, yeah. So, you know. So, um, he's been reading Marvel, and I feel betrayed. <laughs> I've been catching up. I started catching up just because it was a few books I wanted to catch up on, and then it kind of turned into this idea. So I've over the last couple of days I've been catching up in books that I didn't intend to catch up on. Some of which I kind of like. What, what What we're saying is, Matt, you should just catch up because War of the oh. Realms is coming. Oh no, I've, I'm I'm only one behind on Thor. So oh, well, well, yeah, that that's uh, that's affected the Avengers as well, I believe. Mm. Uh, yeah, that's fine. I'll yeah. I'll get them when I need also, to. Also, Doutamon's back on that. I'm so excited. Okay. Well, uh, you you read uh, issue seven, I take it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Did it make you want to listen to Monomarth afterwards? <laughs> All right, guys, guys, guys. What guys. doesn't make me want to listen to Monomarth? That's true. Guys, that's why we're friends. Guys, what? Right, that's that's funny, shall we? Shall we? Is that is that go down a hole of of Marvel talk? Uh, I'll just give them a preview. Which <laughs> you're not even but on the show, Matt. There's no preview here. This is. I, I, said I you think, guys. I think what Matt's getting at is yes. When it gets to the end of this show and we get to the the best Marvel books, mm-hmm. Thor might be on there. Uh, mm-hmm. possibly. If we're if we're having a shared winner, though, I can't vote for we're it because I'm not shared caught. winner for that one. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we all get one. Okay, alright, fine, we'll all get one. Alright, uh, so Elsewhere in the Multiverse is coming. Um, if you don't care about comics other than DC, that's okay. That's, nothing about this show is changing, nothing's happening, it's fine. In fact, the only change, the only change that affects you if you're just going to stick with this show and not add the other one is the annual episode next year because that'll become the annual episode for both because we're not going to do two separate ones. It'll just be one award show for right. everything. Uh, but that's it. Everything else, same as it always has been. It's just if you like Marvel books, you like uh, things like Black Hammer, which we'll definitely talk about. I'm going to be talking about Alien books. Um, we'll definitely be talking about the new Buffy book, uh, Firefly, uh, all that Pete's stuff. Pete's even going to try a new Conan book, aren't you, Pete? Oh, uh, yeah. Begrudgingly, I don't, I don't really give a shit about Conan, but since it's an issue one, yeah, but I'll try Aaron. it. Exactly. I'll say that's enough to get me over it. It wasn't uh, enough to get me over Doctor Strange. Well, that's because, yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, sure. I, I, I have opinions on that. <laughs> oh, but you do. Uh, My opinion is Doctor Strange maybe isn't that great of a character, but hey, I'll take. <laughs> maybe that's how I feel about Conan, Matt. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> what do you don't know? You can't tell me no. how I feel about a character, Matt. Yes, I can. No one feels that way about Conan. <laughs> Big old muscles. I, I I grew up a, a kid who was a giant fan of Arnold Schwarzenegger, and I I didn't even finish that his Conan movie. Oh, uh, so you've never even seen the second one? No, I've never seen the second <laughs> oh. one. Or Red Sonia. Or Red Sonia. Oh. 
It wasn't the second one meant to be way worse? I'm pretty sure every fan of Conan the Barbarian hates oh. Conan the Destroyer. Is that not a thing? Why worse if you mean fantastic? <laughs> I don't trust you, Matt. I do not trust you right now. Pete's like, huh, is this a trap or is this a trap? <laughs> that, that, right now, all I can uh, see is Mixy Pitalik staring at me, trying to convince me to drink the Kool-Aid, I'm, and I'm not doing it. Have you seen Beastmaster, Pete? <laughs> I've not seen Beastmaster. It's about equal with Beastmaster. <laughs> uh, that not Beastmaster had no I, I like how Matt checked first. Just to, oh, you, you actually have a gauge for that. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. It's not the same as that, but words because Conan had a budget. <sighs> is it? Is it? Is it possible that we're seeing a trend here where I, I just I don't see the appeal of these these sword and sorcery fantasy movies? Is it, is it possible that's just not my bag? Maybe. It's possible, but Jason Aaron can fix all bags. Yeah. Except for Doctor Strange, because... Yeah. Well, maybe should Bethesda should hire him, then. Sure. <laughs> Tell me a second, but yeah... That was a good video game joke. I know Matt didn't get it, but that was a good video game joke. Uh, that was not bad. Based on I'll give news. him that one. I, I, know, I, I know Bethesda makes, uh, what, um... They fall out. That one that's all... In Skyrim. Uh, yeah. They don't make the, the the one that's all in Randy and the uh what the hell the what? Bioshock. Oh no. Yeah. Oh okay. That's not them. No. Gotcha. <laughs> anyway, so yes, elsewhere in the multiverse, and uh, first episode will be uh before the next comics in the multiverse. We'll be doing that on Tuesday uh, and going up sometime late Tuesday, early Wednesday. And the the first one's going to be kind of weird because it'll be mostly us like kind of like saying where we are with all the current runs and what we like and what we don't like yeah. and that kind of thing. It it should be an introductory because yeah. it is the first episode. It is the beginning of the year. So it's, there's also only like three single issues we'll have read from this week anyway. So th- those will be kind of the main yeah. event, I guess, because of the new issues. But that's kind of it. Yeah, I mean, it's more than DC gave us. It's more than DC you know gave us. That's true. This is going going on a uh, going on a podcast feed. This might give me something to listen to on Wednesdays. Hey, look at that. so. Hey, look at that. You could do. Uh, so, uh, so look forward to that. If you're into those, those other companies, those other books, and they'll all be timestamped. So if you don't care about Marvel, but you do care about, say, Black Hammer and Lazarus, because I'll be definitely talking about that when that comes back, that kind of stuff, uh, you can you can just skip to the, those books at the end of it. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's coming up. Uh, so without further ado, we will dive in to our awards. And I think what I'll do is we'll... I think we'll start with artists, and I'll I'll, su- I'll do sort of artists, and then we'll do, like, say, singles, and then writers, and then limited, and then go to the big top ten. Okay. Uh, we'll start with that. And we'll go, we'll go with that. Just to, just because I feel like best series, best writers and artists are the three biggies, so I'll spread them out. And we'll start with artists. Mm-hmm. So, who would like to make the first nomination for, for the discussion for best artist? I nominate Connor. <laughs> no, what My, artist? Which My art is sublime. <laughs> no, I nominate Connor to give us his nomination because I know he didn't prepare. So <laughs> I, 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 see, I can pull out a couple of big ones for this that that no one's no. going to argue with. You haven't on the easy so, ones. This is this. I, I did. I okay, did. You, no, 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 no. Actually, you know what? No, what not? I am going to already put out there Gary Frank and Mitch Garrods. Right? God damn it! I'm putting those yeah. two out there. They're nominated. Yeah, because yeah. Cause, yeah. Screw you, you prick. So, Connor, now you must nominate one that's not those two. Okay. Uh, Sean Gordon Murphy. Okay. Okay, not a bad pick. Yeah, White Knight. That was, yeah. was a really solid art. If you didn't like the story, I would find it hard for you to disagree with the art. 
because art always look great. Oh yeah, Murph- Murphy's art's uh, hard to hard to be against most of the time. Yep. Uh, no, I found one. Song. Screw you. <laughs> <laughs> this might be a running trend. Yep. <laughs> it might be. It might be. No, uh, Mur- Murphy's good. I, I when I think of the year, I think Mitch Gerrard is a weird one because we. I'm pretty sure we gave it to him last year because we'd had like five issues of Mr. Miracle by that point. Yeah, but he also did an issue of Batman. That's yeah, true. Did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and I'm trying because I, I think obviously another one that was probably in contention last year was Janin, um, who yeah. I don't think feel has been as notable this year. Um, mm-hmm. He's had some stuff in Batman and it's been great. Don't get me wrong, but it's not been as as consistent or as prevalent as it was. I don't, it's, I think the thing is. We didn't have any solid. This is a. This is the Janin arc, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, they're I, I always like scattershot. Yeah, um, you know, like that, like that Penguin one where he did a majority of the art, but there was also different um, time frames or not time frames, yeah. but different threads. Yeah. So I, yeah. I think we yeah. do have to talk about because yeah, that was like half Janin, uh, which which was yeah. fine for the book because it, it was it was split in a way that made sense, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, I think if we're talking about Batman, though, I, I think I have to uh, bring up Lee Week specifically for the Cold Days arc. Yeah. Yep. Which was which was gorgeous. He's got that moodiness that he brings to it. Yeah. You know, Lee Weeks is fantastic. Deep blacks, that kind of thing. His Mister Freeze look great. Uh, I, I I think that's a big one. Uh, and and the courtroom scenes are pretty dynamic. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, so you know. And if we're sticking with <laughs> artists that Tom King's hogging. I'll use that word. He's hogging these great artists. Uh, Clay Mann's another one who's done some Heroes in Crisis, oh, done some Batman. Uh, I'm sure he's yeah. been around yeah. this year and, and a number of things. I, I think yeah. he's one when he first popped up, uh, and not not for the first time ever, but when he first popped up doing Rebirth books like, like in 2017, we're like, oh man, he's really good. This is like comparably Janin. This is like debatably yeah. better depending on your taste. Um, and it's just kind of gotten bigger than that since, since it took off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think regardless of how you feel about Heroes in Crisis, I don't think you can see a damn thing about the art. No, not at no, all. God, no. You, you can't. Yeah. You can't argue against it at all. No. So no. Um, I, I want to nominate Phil Jimenez for for Justice League, and I think he worked on some at the beginning of the year, some Superman or Super something. I feel it, it was definitely it was on a Super Sons for a while, but I don't know if that was this year. Yeah. Okay. Well, just based off of his his Justice League work, which might be too far and few between, but they always look great. Nah, to be fair, he's probably done the bulk of it uh, this yeah. year because uh, I mean, yeah, Jim Chung only did like one in seven, I think, of the first arc, yeah. and then okay. it was Jimenez, all the issues in between. So he's definitely been the well, most there. consistent Justice League artist. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's no problems when you read too many books. As everything blends together, you don't know what when it was came like, out. What was the start of the year? <laughs> Yeah, I'm looking what, at this. Yeah. I'm going, oh shit! Yeah, Percy's Green Arrow stuff was still this year. It was, which is probably a good reason to nominate Jean Ferrai in this conversation. Yeah, yeah. Just, it's where I was going next. I'm like, wait, that was this year? Like that feels like yeah. so long ago now. Yeah, like four or five issues. I'm sure still at the start of this four year. Four or five creative teams away too. Since <laughs> <laughs> sure, yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so that, that's that's yeah. I think that's a good pick. Jean Ferrer was great. He's he's doing Marvel stuff now. Sadly, <laughs> we have to we have to lament Traitorous that. Traitorous bastard. I, I guess know. we'll talk about him on the show. Exactly. So is Percy actually? Percy's just in a Wolverine book. What? Well, no, that's Makes just a, it's an adaptation of his own radio play. It's still Marvel. Well, it is, yeah. but 
that was that, the, the, he's the, not doing any extra work he's yeah, just yeah. turning over his it's transcripts just, here's my script uh, <laughs> yeah still his name's uh, on a Marvel book and it should be on a DC book they scared oh, them off the, with that stupid well we'll get to that Nightwing thing later uh, yeah. <laughs> um did Joel Jones do Batman this year? Uh, she has, she, oh, she has some wedding stuff for sure. She because she did yeah, the Selena, okay. uh, you know, issue where she's like get, getting her dress. That was a really good issue, actually. Yeah, uh, I want to know. Speaking of other Tom King, and Catwoman as well, obviously. Yeah. So Joel Jones, I just, I'm a fan of her art. I like the clean style mm. of the lines, and you know, you know when it's Joel Jones. Like we always, you know, Connor likes to rail against the the house style of the DC art. And yeah. I feel like Joel Jones is it, it's at that limit, but you still know because of the inks and the colors that it's her. The the inks are far too heavy to be uh, a DC house style, and the, and the colors are too yeah. flat. And I don't mean that in yeah. a in a negative way no. compared to the the house style. But it, it it stands out, and that's yeah, that's what you want to find. But because I've heard people say that it is <clears throat> house style, but I think it's mm, no adjacent. No. It is just enough. It's pulpy. It's perfect for what she does. So. In the story. Here's here's something I, I want to throw out here, actually. And I, Matt will jump on board to an extent here, I'm sure. But uh, Kevin Maguire, who's been doing Supergirl since issue 21. Oh, I left that one for you. Yeah, that, the art in that book is phenomenal. Like, it, it, see, see when we thought the book had ended with issue 20? And it had been really good for, like, you know, like issues 14 through 19 were fantastic. Um, You know, when Hauser was co-writing and, you know, we had that great standalone issue, issue 19. And then 20 really left us on a sour note because it was like a setup for the unexpected or whatever it was. Yeah, um, so unexpected. Yeah, so unexpected. And then it came back and it's, it's came back as like one of the, the one of the better books, I think. Uh, it's, yeah. it's been so consistent. It's been so good. Uh, and the art's a big part of that. The art is gorgeous and it's so simple and clean and, and not pulpy, but it, it's got this kind of... It's the sort of thing, it was funny, I read my first ever Fantastic Four comic, like, yesterday. <laughs> I feel like it's the sort of art that would work in a Fantastic Four, but it's got this, like, this could be, like, set in the 60s, like, Jetsons style of sci-fi. Yeah, it, it's, it's very cartoony, but not zany, you yeah. know? Like, it's almost uh, Tim-esque, but not as not as hard. Like, mm. it, it, it's soft lines, and yeah. Um, yeah. No, Maguire is very good. If you if you've never read him in um, Geffen's, I can't believe it's not the Justice League. Like it is, it's straight up a cartoon. Like it would be, it would fit in well with like Plastic Man and that kind of stuff. So hey, speaking of Plastic Man, style. I do want to give a shout out to uh, Andrea mm-hmm. Melio for all that because that was a uh, really good art that book. It was, yeah. yeah. Yeah, every time I heard you guys talk about it, it was always the art first and foremost, yeah. and then the story. She's uh... right behind it. She's doing uh, that female furies book that's coming in like February, March. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I'm looking forward yeah. to it. So, so that should be good. Yeah, yeah. I've uh, yeah. I've definitely got a couple of options who have not maybe done enough work consistent throughout the year to be in contention, really, but enough that it's stood out. Is uh, one of them Otto Schmidt for the Batman annual? <laughs> it's not actually because that was just the one. I'm, I'm thinking yeah. at least at least two issues they've done. Sure, okay. um, his, his. One is Carrie Nod. For, you know, the Wonder, Woman. On Wonder Woman. Yeah, Matt's not a fan. Man. We know that, but yeah, <laughs> it's fine. It's not. I don't see how it's great, but it's fine. Yeah. The other is uh, oh. Dale Eaglesham, who obviously did a couple yeah. of issues of Terrifics, and then yeah, yeah. I, I, as I say, yeah. same with Doc Channel. Like, Doc Channel did a couple of Terrifics. He did. He's doing one Supergirl. Oh, he just did one Supergirl. Yep. Or he's doing one. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's, it was the story in twenty five. Yeah. Yeah, it's That's like right. some right. of the best art, but it's like there's just not enough of it in the year. 
Yeah, that, that's how I feel about Lupacino because usually she'd be at top yeah, of my list. Yeah, yeah. She's jumping around a she lot. She was. Yeah. Yeah, so it wasn't a consistent run. Like even even on her Wonder Woman, was that earlier this year? I think it was. Yeah, that was. Yeah, that Swan stuff. Yeah. He, yeah. Yeah. So that that was that was really good. But then it was like an issue of Wonder Woman here or an issue of Titans here, and like it was kind of yeah. all over the place. Yeah, no, that's true. But our yeah. art was always great. Obviously, it was just yeah, it was kind of yeah. scatter shot in terms of yeah. where it was popping up. The um, the other one I want to mention that is uh, uh Daniel Sampier for his. Uh, it's the last couple of issues of uh, Justice League Dark that mm-hmm. I thought looked incredible. But mm. again, it's only a couple of issues. It's not enough to yeah. to really take the top spot. Garris! Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Garris! Um, also, I have to, because it's, it's up there, uh, Gleason, all of his work. He's been working yeah. on action with uh, with Bendis. Up, up to that uh, point. I've, I've obviously not been reading it, but yeah. I can't really argue because, hey, Gleason's Do you know what? Right? I may not have suggested Ivan Reese. Not, not that Ivan Reese's art is bad, but that last no. issue of Superman with all the two-page spreads kind of puts it over the edge where I'm like, no, he has well, to be mentioned. He, yeah, he also kicked off Terrifics, though. And that's it true. was like, is he the right person for this book? Like, that's, no, that's it true. Was like, yeah. it, it was fine, but it wasn't like Shainer or... It Eagle was Show. not right for that book. He's much, yeah. he's, he's been much better on Superman than he was on Terrifics. That's for sure. I, yeah, but he I also believe... did an issue of Man of Steel. Uh, and it looked really good. Oh, yeah. That's uh, Reese. So, so more, yeah. More. Most of those Man of Steel issues look great because it was all like these superstar artists for the most part. <laughs> yep. So hard to fault them too much. Um, yeah. yeah. I was shouting at Garrus because he was, he was attacking his brother, Firefly, and it was distressing. And now he's scratching at the back of the bookcase. All right. Chaos is happening. Chaos. Uh, so the first two I mentioned, though, jokingly, but c- uh-huh. clearly also high in the running for this uh gary frank for all the justice league issues or not just sorry uh, doomsday clock is what i meant to say uh every time that comes out we're praising the art we're praising the the emotions we're we're praising uh the sequential storytelling and how it how it sets the pacing in a scene and the reactions to to things within the scene it's, it's hard to fault it it's hard to like root against it <laughs> it's it's what i'm looking for in superhero art Right, because yeah. like the way that he drew Superman in, in the most recent issue in uh, eight, and then he looks up at Giganta and he just he made Superman feel small, and just with facial expressions and whatnot, and yeah, uh, but it also he balances like the real world aspects too, because a lot of that early uh, stuff is just kind of it's it's Watchmen part two, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's people does, walking uh, about at night in the shadows, things like yeah. that. Yeah. Does Frank do just pencils, or does he ink and color at all? I think he inks it as well, but I don't think he colors. Okay. Yeah. I'd have to check, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just not gonna sure. find an issue of Doomsday Clock that I can yeah. pull out and and have a quick check because yeah, you know, obviously uh, yeah, we're talking about Garaz is the other obvious contender, and he does a lot of that himself, I believe. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and of course, Garaz, I mean, we talked about this a lot last year as well, but his Mr. Miracle stuff, uh, again, it's a lot of the same things. It, it, it's very, it, I'd say it's more, uh, it's more experimental than Frank's, but it's a lot of the same things are applying where he has a really good sense of pacing in the scenes. He has a good sense of yep. like, okay, here's the beats between the lines. Here's, here's yeah. how things shape up throughout the, throughout the, the scene kind of thing. Uh, oh yeah. So, so real quick, Doomsday Clock is, um, it just has art by Gary Frank, so yeah, and Brad I'm, I'm, Anderson. I was trying. 
I'm trying to find a credits page because they're not just yeah. in the same place every issue, are oh. they? Oh man, as I'm looking, I just saw the cover for nine. And <laughs> I haven't seen the cover yet. And um, the end of the month, next month needs to get here as fast as I, possible. I assume I've seen it, but I don't remember. And now I'm excited just based on you saying that. Is this do, the one with the, you want to know? Is this the one with the kid reading the comic? Nope. Is it the it, one it, with the Legion ring? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Floating above Mars. Yes. Oof, and there's that droplets. explains a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh dear. I think the other thing you'd have to give to Gerard's as well is uh, how he's. There's a lot of subtle things in that book about uh, how he plays with colors. I mean, there was entire debates about uh, Barda's eyes and how her eyes were changing color to at certain points in the book. And it's such a subtle little clue to yeah. maybe explain what's going on, and it was just. It was there. Uh, such an attention to detail. Found the credits. Yes. They're in a really stupid yep. place. They're on the inside of the back cover. Oh, so they're nice. not actually on. They're not actually. Yeah, but I'm used to them being like in the book somewhere. So I'm flicking through every page. Going, mm-hmm. I can't find them. Um, Brad Anderson does the colors on Doomsday Clock. So, so then, yeah. Pencils so, and ink. Pencils and ink. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. There you go. Um, any other names we want to nominate? I think that's it. I think out of the serious contenders for me, it's those two and Lee Weeks. That's fair. Uh, yeah. um, uh, I put Man up in there with them too. You know, round out that four. Yeah, yeah. On a uh, short list. I think the most boring thing we could do is just to say it's Gary Frank and move on. But unfortunately, I think that's also the right answer. <laughs> yeah. Perhaps no, depending on taste. Enemy. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, Connor looks like he may debate me. I, I mean, I'd, I'd probably comics. ultimately come down with Gerard's out of the two, but I'm not like passionate enough about that to really fight you on it. <laughs> so because both are like so fantastic that it's like I haven't got enough passion to separate them. Which means Matt's essentially breaking the tie. So. No, I'm not going to vote against Gary Frank. <laughs> like, well, I thought that may be tough for Matt. They may put him, put him in a tough place, like on on the spot, and he's like, "Nope, Gary Frank, no. screw Carter." <laughs> I mean, I, I have more than enough love for for Mr. Miracle, but oh, yeah. when it comes down to it, it's Johns and Frank are my favorite team to ever work on anything. Like anytime they work together, yeah, it's, it's awesome. So. I, I guess uh, I mean Gary's gets the obvious runner-up uh, yeah. slot, but. Uh, you know, Frank's just doing insane stuff. And you know what? We got four issues of Doomsday Clock in 2019, so he might yet win again <laughs> next year. Yeah. Hey, the thing is, these issues are going to take so long to come out that they'll still be fresh in our minds by the time we get to the annual next year. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think uh, the last one should be June or July, so... Good Lord. Yeah, July. Yeah. It'll be July, assuming it sticks <sighs> to schedule. Which, to be, to, yeah. be, to be fair, on its two, two, you know, every two-month schedule, it's been pretty consistent. Yeah, up. until they decide the final issue needs to be longer. Sure, yep. yeah, and then that'll maybe be an extra month for the, the last issue. But okay, then it'll be August. But at least that's not so bad. When I'm when I'm assuming it'll end in July, and it might have to wait one extra month. That's okay. When it switched to every other month, that was soul crushing because it doubled the length of the entire thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
All right, so we'll move on then to a limited slash event series. So anything that's not an ongoing is basically eligible for this. Um, the only rules we're going to have here in terms of what's not eligible is if, let's say, something's only two issues in right now and most of it will be next year, or most of it was last year and there was only one or two at the start of the year, then we won't count those. But anything where the majority of the, the mini was this year uh, or, or event, we can, we can count. Um, so, because obviously there's not a ton of these, there's basically a short list that we can pick from. So, obviously Doomsday Scott. Clock is, yeah, is what yeah. you can pick from. You can have Mr. Miracle, of course. You can have Plastic mm-hmm. Man. You can have yeah. Batman White Knight. You can have Man mm-hmm. of Steel. You can have No Justice. <laughs> you could uh, have Batman Damned, because there's two out of three of that uh, have been out. That's seven. Connor, before we started recording, Connor said there's no way there's seven, and I said there's at least seven. Yeah. I forgot about like half of half of these there you go I, especially man of steel no justice and batman damned didn't even cross my mind they all count they're all minis they're all yeah. limited series no, no, they, they, they don't yeah. they do i just yeah. <laughs> you know just we're removing forgot. doomsday clock and yes and are you counting heroes in crisis or is that one of the ones that's i would save know, that for next year three out of nine it's three out of nine yeah. i would save that till next okay. year so so removing doomsday clock that leaves me i've, I've two that I was really strong on this year, mm-hmm. and that was Man of Steel. Uh, you had the, the the artist that switched up every issue, um, and just it was Ben just setting the tone for what he wanted to do, and we got the branch off from Supergirl, so just completely restarted Superman and prevented Connor from ever reading it as long as Bendis is writing it. Mm-hmm. So that's hilarious. And then the other one was White Knight, which Murphy doing Batman and just kind of like a greatest hits. So uh, so you're arguing against Mister Miracle. I mean, Mr. Miracle, I feel like it's going to get love down the line, you know. I mean, I am willing to accept an argument that Doomsday Clock and Mr. Miracle as maxi-series should not be eligible for this category. But hang on. Yeah. This was a limited series. They are, maxi is limited. Sure, sure. I'm I'm just saying. I'm just saying. And that's why they're on the list right now, de facto, but. Because the fact that they're. They're eligible for the main books though, right? We've agreed that. Yeah. Yeah. I think we are going to have a very hard time deciding a winner if we take those out of the equation. Because okay, yeah, you know, we got that's not nice, true. Yeah, you know, I, I like Matt's had his two. Uh, you know, not counting those two, my two would be Plastic Man and White Knight. Mm-hmm. Right. But, Mines would be if I'm taking out those two, then it would be Man of Steel and probably Plastic Man. So, so we have this rock, paper, scissors deal. Yeah. We all share one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, so Doomsday like, Clock okay, wins. Doomsday Clock wins. Let's just say it because it does. Yeah. But see, I also feel now that that's two for Doomsday Clock and it makes us feel like DC homers. Like even the title of Doomsday Clock is certainly DC. I know. It's so like, boring just to keep... Which is pretty much why so let's have the discussion does, ignoring does, that. Does, does anyone want to make a case for, for Mr. Miracle? I, mean, I just I feel like some of the strongest issues came out this year, but you know here's here's the thing though. I mean, the, the argument I guess for Mister Miracle is that it ended this year, so we've got a full yeah. picture of what it is, uh, and we had so much great discussion on every single one of those issues about what it meant, what it represented, mm-hmm. uh, about the art, about the storytelling. Everything everything's on top form. It's one of those books where I think it'll be like. You know how like DC has that shelf of like classic books that you always recommend to people. You recommend yep. Watchmen. You recommend Year One. You recommend, you know, whatever. Birthright. Yeah. This this will be on that that list. This will be on that that shelf. Definitely. This is going to be one that they keep in print 
forever. This will yeah. be getting multiple editions over the decades. Oh yeah, see if you buy that first trade paperback with the 12 issues coming out soon, you're probably a fool because the deluxe hardcover is going to be in a year or two. Just What I'm waiting for. Yeah. <laughs> it's coming. Because yeah. yeah, be, be, this, blow... this already was supposed to have two trades of six issues yeah. and they went, screw it, let's just give it one twelve. Unless, of yeah. course, you're someone who prefers paperbacks, which in which case, fair enough, go for it. Knock yourself out. But you yeah, fool yeah. for not so... getting that oversized art. When they yeah, as I was say they oversized art because uh, a, a coworker lent me Invincible mm. over the the holidays, and this is the first time I've ever ran into the is it a larger art or whatever it was. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's whatever Image puts out. But it's oh, it's Image. Thick. So it's just a deluxe then, I think. I mean, yeah, Image yeah. just do deluxe. I've got yeah. a couple. But yeah, but it's it's the first time I really because I bought I have two Lazarus ones, but I just bought those for my shelf. You know, <laughs> you don't read them yet. <laughs> yeah, I haven't gone back through because the, the series is still ongoing. But um, but yeah, but the the bigger art really makes a difference, mm. and I feel like you get that Gerard's art blown it, up. It's it's why in terms of, I don't buy physical trades anymore except just just deluxe editions is what I buy, uh, and then you know comicsology. So tell that yeah. to your bookshelf, Connor. You, we can tell you're lying behind you. That was presents. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so you don't buy them, but you won't deny them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. They, they, they sometimes just appear at my house. Yeah. Yes. What are you going to do? Yes. Um, so, yeah. Although, that's it, I will say, even Doc's hardcover, if you're someone who likes absolute editions, I guarantee you this will eventually get an absolute. So, make your choices yeah, but wisely. see, that'll take long enough that it's worth double dipping. <laughs> sure. I mean, that's a personal choice. You, I'm just I'm putting all the facts out there. It's going to happen. Make your choices. And arguably... Buy the paperback on top of the deluxe and the absolute, just so you can lend it out to people. Yeah, you should be lending this book out to people. Yeah, uh, so it's kind of the ultimate book for someone that goes, "I don't like comics." It's like, well, here, read this. Mm. It'll, yeah. it'll change. Uh, yeah, potentially. I, I think it's for a specific type of person. Who's, like, I, I think your average Joe who's just never read a comic, maybe not them, but I think for yeah. people who are kind of snooty and think that comics are really simple. Yeah, that's this is yeah. the book you say. No, 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 they're deeper yeah, that, that's than that. That's who I immediately went to because that's who I run into yeah. more than. It's for the people who go, oh, it's just superhero stuff, right? And they yeah. don't care. It's like, oh, look, this is an example of what even a superhero book can be. Yep. Yeah. So, but I mean, it is Doomsday Clock, right? Yeah, because yeah. you, you <laughs> could you could say they're almost I everything say we just said is applicable. Yeah. Yeah, but but it's in a different way. Whereas Mr. Miracle was not that I was trying to get away from the superheroes, but it was like, hey, it's more than that. Yeah. Where I feel like with Doomsday Clock, it's like, yeah, but this is why superheroes well, are important. I think everything we we said applies to Doomsday Clock as well, except the part about it being standalone. I, I think Doomsday yeah. Clock means something because we care about these characters. It means something yeah. because we care about the universe and the ongoing I, events. I, I I can't believe that it's a sequel to Watchmen, and it doesn't because you know. Whenever someone dares touch Watchmen, it's like, oh, you know, sacred ground. Yeah, but, but I this is no, when they did this is a bef- the before well, Watchmen, yeah. Yeah, they did before Watchmen, but I from how I understood, a lot of those books were actually pretty good. Some of them you were, know, some of them were yeah. not. Well, but yeah. some people hated even the idea of it. But yeah, even but, the, even yeah. the people who hated the idea of you know a sequel to Watchmen, yeah. most of them seem to have been won over. I um. You know, I was never even tempted to try before Watchmen. I don't know why, but for whatever reason, I just thought, nah, I don't really need this. I, I want to go back and check out the Darwin Cook books. Yeah. He mm. did a couple of them. And yeah, it's, it's those are the good ones. Darwin. But, 
Yeah, I, I don't. I'm not tied into Watchmen as, as most other people are. Like it's fine, but I, I much prefer what Johns is doing with the Watchmen stuff here than yeah. what Moore did originally. But I feel like if I was reading comics in the same mindset in the '80s, I would have felt that about Watchmen. If that makes any sense. Yeah, for for its time, it, it's mm-hmm. it's doing a similar thing to what you know what Doomsday Clock is doing now in this time period. Yeah. yeah. Except this time it's actually tied into the continuity and it's going to right. affect things and that's, when it's done. And that's what I care about, because I'm a continuity wonk. Like, as much as I try not to be... You I are, yeah. Yes, yeah. you are. You just are. Um, yeah, mm. this is tough. I, I, I hate to just have a boring award show. I, I, I mean, that's why we're making the point of still discussing all the other options, because we can still have the good discussion even if the winner itself yeah, is boring. So, yeah, do you two want to talk about your your the case, even though it's it's clearly not winning because yeah. Doomsday Clock's winning, but the case for Man of Steel? For you, so if you were to want to have that, I mean, I think, yeah, I mean, Man of Steel, it, it's kind of in a weird place where I don't think it's a great like standalone read. It, it's kind of a weird one because it's there to set up the ongoing. So it, it, it kind of it's the preamble. Yeah, you it, know, it's a mini. It, you know what it is, but it's it's an extended version of the zero issues we got at the start of Rebirth. Yeah, the, you know, the, the Rebirth one shots. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'd agree with that. No, you, in in the way that do you remember? I don't know if it was Superman or Action, whichever one it was. It was I think I'm in Superman, but it was the it was you know, the rebirth. Yeah, and it was like okay, and this is setting up both Superman and Action, and it's setting up the 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 start of those runs. Oh sure, but I mean in the sense that those zero issues were clearly flashbacks. This was not. This was all current. Well, no, but stuff. what he means is it's it, it's a prologue. Sure. It is. Well, yeah. what, I'm, what I'm saying is, though, is that it's not like, you know, if we talk about Plastic Man, Plastic Man is just a. I mean, it's kind of left open for a sequel, but it's just like a complete story. That's the whole thing. Yeah. Man of Steel is yeah. not, though. Man of Steel is, no, no, no. This is to go and read these all two books now. You're like, yeah. This is not ending. Obviously, we, we, it wasn't quite in the, the same conversation, but the same of this would apply to, to No Justice. Yeah, ov- yeah. Obviously, yeah. Yeah. No Justice would mm-hmm. also fall under that. Um, whereas, again, White Knight, open for a sequel, but finished self-contained Get, getting a sequel as far as we know getting yeah. a sequel yeah um i had a title as well didn't I? I i seem to remember a title being I think it did yeah yeah murphy was tweeting things he tweets yeah. a lot though i gotta get the the collected edition i might i might render the store <laughs> i have some shopping to do <laughs> so i guess we're segue to, to, to me and matt it's like hey white knight's great yeah yeah it's i, I kind of when i brought it up it's it's the greatest it's a batman thrown together in a blender and then whatever Murphy wanted to do, you know, because there's elements of, of the movies of the the original, yeah. you know, campy movies. There's some Nolan in there. There's some animated series, you know, year one and Dark Knight Returns. Like there's elements of them all. And it's just it, kind of this nice Elseworlds almost. It's funny that I had as much fun with that as I did with Plastic Man yeah. in very different ways. Like, I think both of them are extremely fun yeah. examples of what they're doing i thought when it was fun my my only debate was that i didn't think it was actually doing anything deep it, it, it seemed to pretending that it was but it wasn't actually doing anything deep. yeah i mean why i loved it wasn't the social commentary aspects of joker and, and mm. you know trying trying to do right and show that batman's causing more harm than good i just liked it for the superficial reasons yeah the, the, the book was at its best when yeah. it was these ridiculously well-drawn car chases and giant freeze yeah. cannons that that was when I the book was gold did particularly love what it did with harley though yeah sure it did kind of clean up that harley the the difference between the the classic and the new yeah is they're actually two different people and you know people don't notice because they're not paying attention and, and that's mm-hmm. us being joker in that so now yeah. you guys talk about plastic man real quick uh 
Plastic Man, you know, Plastic Man. Obviously, they mentioned the art was really good, but Plastic yeah. Man was just this pulpy book about a loser who sucked at what he does and is trying to be better, and then ultimately by the end says, "I'm going to try and be better still, even though it's really hard." That that is essentially and, what Plastic Man is. And really, all that matters is that it's Wang. It's, it's, Wang. it's so Wang. Ah. <laughs> Is Wang good or is Wang bad? It's both. Wang That's is life. Beauty of it. Wang is Wang. And is that what she is what the kid tells him? Yeah. Wang is Wang. It's just Wang. It's just Wang. Yeah. Yeah, it's so Wang. Oh. So so crash. Yeah. So shui. Uh so I gotta crash the mode, Matt. I gotta crash the mode. Yeah. Um, yeah. but uh that delightful characters that you know, it, was, it was constantly making me laugh. Plastic Man, not not only just through his through his like obviously the constructs that he becomes because that's usually entertaining because he'll, he'll do wacky yeah, cartoon things but obviously we mentioned the artist in the, you know, the best artist section but so expressive and so uh, cartoony in the uh, in the, the the transformations yeah that's brilliant stuff no it was gold uh, but I did leave one big th- plot thread open for a potential sequel and it kind of even said at the end at the end question mark or something like that or to be continued yeah hopefully, he or, definitely hinted at it yeah so ho- hopefully simone gets a sequel because which i kind of like it's, it's kind of the almost a dark horse hellboy kind of system where it's just minis but they get sequels over and over if they're I, doing well i like that a lot yeah. i know business has been pushing kind of for that um with with non-superhero comics yeah. and, and i know brubaker does that too uh, it's like, well, when I have a story, it'll be ready, you know? Yeah, a, a lot uh, of them are doing this thing at Image where they'll have breaks every between each arc, which is kind of the yeah. same thing, except the number and keeps going. Uh, yeah, yeah, it, that, it's, it's a way of having the artist be the same throughout, yeah. uh, yet still be, you know, be consistent. And I, I think for something yeah. like Lazarus or Saga, I think it's really important that it is the same artist the entire time, because it yeah. is this one story, this grand story, yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's why, like, when Lazarus did it, and you got the mini, the X plus sixty six, and mm. it, it let Rucka work with other artists, yeah, and, and see their there's, take on the Lazarus world. There's books you know? like, uh, oh man, uh, so, some of the some of the Rucka books are a great example. Like, you know, uh, Black Magic with Nicholas Scott. Mm. I can't imagine that book with anyone else at all. Oh. Well, don't worry, Brett. Booth's going to take on the next arc. You'll be fine. You're not. Don't play like that. <laughs> Rucker already promised me it was coming with Scott in 2019. It's fine. I know better than you do. Yeah, uh, yeah but it, see, it's kind of like these things when they're ready and like we know Rucker has the story. Yeah. It's just waiting on the art. Yeah, La- yeah, Lazarus is doing this this weird thing though, but it's changing format and it's doing these quarterly prestige issues yeah. instead of like regular issues now. So it's changed its name slightly to Lazarus Rising, and now it's going yeah. to be like 60 page. I think eight dollar books every three months is instead it, of that book's yeah. Lark, right? Yeah, it's still Lark. Yeah, yeah. It's still yeah, Lark. Yeah, that's why sixty six happened was yeah. to give Lark time to yeah, to yeah. kind of decompress. It's the main re- series still. This is the continuing yeah. of the ongoing essentially, but they're doing it in this new format. Yeah. Uh, but there will be a backup with a different artist as well in it. So <laughs> oh, that's fine. They're shaking things up a bit, yeah. but I mean, you know, whatever. Uh, yeah. But hey, so yeah, but the idea of a sequel to a mini, like because White Knight yeah. may get one plastic, or White Knight's definitely get one plastic man right. might get one. We're hoping it will. Um, yeah, Gelsman tweeted the other day on uh, um, mentioning she was working on something for DC because uh, someone was like, "Hey, what's one thing that you're oh, yeah, yeah. really happy about you know, coming up?" And she's like, "Oh, I'm currently working on something. Uh, I'm writing a character for DC, a prominent DC character that I've never written before." I'm so, like, "Okay, yeah, there's actually not that many people I can think of who it could be, given that she's actually yeah. you know worked on quite a bit." She ain't done Condiment King yet. No, she has not. 
Condiment King is coming. Uh. <laughs> don't, don't mix the condiments. Uh, I mean, because whatever book it is has not been solicited yet, so it's yes. possible that it is this this sequel to Plastic Man, and it's whoever she's using in. Ah, uh, maybe, maybe it's like a buddy team up thing where Plastic Man teams up with someone. Yeah, could be. Yeah, could be something else. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, Doomsday Clock wins. Yeah, we're boring. What do you want I to know. say? We tried. Doomsday Clock. Here's the thing about Doomsday Clock, though. I know some people have, have grown soft on it because of the schedule and whatnot. Every time it comes out, every time there's a week with a Doomsday Clock, I get excited. It's always the first thing yep. I read. It's an event. It feels important whenever I read one. We, yeah. we get so into it every single time every time yep. and our episode numbers for the audio especially always spike for doomsday clock issues so you know what like clearly we're not this, alone we're not alone that is, yeah. that is very true um so with that though we will move on to another big category and that is the best writers of of 2018 uh, so of co- the one of the things about writers, though, of course, because they can write more books than artists can draw, means that some of these writers have multiple books that we can we can yep. you know, and not just like you know, because okay, an artist might have had a book for the first half of the year, then switched. Some of these writers will have had books the entire year, multiple of thereof. Yes. Um, so who's the first name that someone wants to throw out there? Uh, do we want to go heavy hitters, or do you want to build up to the heavy hitters? Give me a heavy hitter. So, just gone. Well, well, John's. <laughs> I mean. Not, not only Doomsday Clock, but we had one issue of Shazam, and yeah. one issue yeah, I think was Sh- fantastic. Yeah, Shazam's not eligible for any of the awards, no. except maybe single issue, if you want to promote it for that. But Yeah. Uh, but... Because it's only had one issue. But mm-hmm. uh, it was very good, and Doomsday Clock's been very good, as as, yeah. as the two awards we just gave it <laughs> would, would you know? uh, display. Yeah. So I can't argue with that. <laughs> it's a good pick. Uh, we'll come back around to him, though. I feel like mm-hmm. that'll be more of a debate when we get to the bigger things. Connor, throw yeah. a name. Um, Tynan. Yeah. James Tynan the fourth. Yes, I think he's been extremely Tag. consistent in between. You know, finishing off his detective run, uh, then starting on Which, just the dark, I... helping out on Justice League at points. Yeah. Um. I mean. Justice League thirteen notwithstanding, that's a that's a that's oh, a mark right. he against him. He has one misstep. Yeah, but like it, his tech run ended, I think in like May, so that was like a good chunk of yeah. the year. Still, he yeah. was doing the tech. And it was double shipping, so we got you know a good number of issues. Yeah, that. yeah. Um, and then, and then we have, of course, what the first like five or whatever of Justice League Dark, but then you also had in the Witching Hour crossover with other things. Yeah, so that was what was that one one shot plus two Wonder Woman's two one shots yep. plus one Wonder Woman. All right, other way around. Aye. whatever yeah. it still adds up to three issues sure no actually no it was, yeah. two, it was two one shots plus two Wonder Women's actually it was four fine four issues <laughs> you, you correct he, me he about don't... stupid shit all the time I'm not letting that go I he's... never do that it's just that he's he's been consistent like give or yeah. take a couple things here or there like you know just like 13 yeah but yeah I yeah, think he's really yeah, coming to his own as a, as a writer. Yeah, we we were praising Detective a lot last year as well. Didn't we? Yeah, um, but last I think two he's years proven. Even. I mean, last two years, yeah. yeah. But yeah. I think now he's proven himself outside of the Bat Family for the first time. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I think he's really good, and I think he has gotten better since the, you know when he first started right. off and he was in Talon and things like that. Um, I. I do think he occasionally gets a bit wordy, which I think is something that comes from Snyder because he's a, a student yeah. of Snyder. As a, occasionally, I'll be like, "Man, this is a lot of word balloons, man." Calm it. It's it's the same sort of thing where you can some if if you in film music, there's there's composers where you go, "Yeah, 
this guy is is from Zimmer's school. Yeah, which I am from... okay with though, because the more Zimmer music in my movies, the better. But but there are definitely somewhere I'm like, yeah, I can just I can tell. <laughs> you can tell. And it, yeah. yeah, it's the yeah. same with Tynan. It's so, like, yeah, I can tell I just, he's from. What I appreciate about Tynan too is you know there's these characters he has an affection for, mm-hmm. so he's gonna put them on a pedestal. It's like Clayface, like yeah. in yeah. tech he made us all like Clayface, and now in Justice League Dark it's Man Bat. Yeah, like, even we're going to see different versions. Even Detective Chimp, I feel, is getting a spotlight that he's not had yeah. in yeah. quite some yeah. time. It's so it's it's good stuff. No, that, that's a good yeah. one. Um, well, the obvi- other obvious name I think no one's mentioned it is Tom King. And yeah, Tom King. We have a whole year, another year of Batman. We have a we have three issues of Heroes in Crisis. We have the aforementioned Mister Miracle, which had you know more than half of its run this year. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to not mention him. Depending on your taste, though, you could have a problem with you know several of his Batman arcs. You may not like how he writes things because there's a lot mm-hmm. of people who only like Mister Miracle like from him this year and hate everything else he's done. I, yeah. I love certain issues of Batman, <laughs> but I have yeah. definitely not been feeling it as much. In uh, basically in the run up to the wedding and afterwards, mm. uh, I've not been feeling it quite as much. Um, it's starting to get back on track with the last couple for me, but it's not anywhere near as much as i loved yeah. it last year i have genuinely liked it a lot i think that ivy arc was the the misstep uh out, out the whole thing and there's been little things here or there but for the most part most of his arcs i've really enjoyed and as much as sure the the, the arc after uh the fifth in the 50s where it led to what's going on with dick i don't blame king for that i'll go on the record as this i i think he wanted to do a plot beat in batman and then editorial said oh let's spin that out into nightwing and do all this other shit yeah, that is not my problem yeah. with King. Uh, just, no, because we got a really good moment out of that. Yeah, well, because uh, the reason why I'm saying that is I think the, everything that was in Batman itself, the way, the way yeah. he reacted to it, the moment itself, all that stuff I thought was was well done, um, yep. and played very well. So, uh, no, I like King a lot. King, King's a writer who experiments a lot and not every experiment leads to gold like sometimes it does kind of fall flat um like actually i mean the other weakest it wasn't bad but the other weaker arc that i would say from batman this year was probably the run up to the wedding it was the booster gold uh the gift arc was was, yeah. was a bit weird in places but that's yeah but that sowed the seeds for heroes in crisis so it, it did yeah it kind of sold the booster gold a bit unstable uh, <laughs> all of us were not as hot as we had been on batman on the very latest issue um mm-hmm. with the with the kid sure yeah yeah, yeah. That, I mean, uh, it, it was yeah. a i i think we all understood what what the point was what king was going for what his experiment was but it maybe didn't work on a, on a, on a first which, reading which is what kind of what i'm saying where he's very experimental and sometimes it, it pays off and sometimes it doesn't yeah, I, I can respect that even if i've not been like yeah. enjoying it as much i can respect the the, the, he's, he's willing, I'm not saying he's thoughtless in what he's doing. Oh yeah, he's willing to take these weird chances, and sometimes it pays off, and sometimes it doesn't. He doesn't just stick to the exact same thing, which is kind of nice. Um, yeah. Uh, but there is an overall yeah. sort of tapestry that he's doing with you know everything that's gone with Bane and everything that that's you know building up to. Yeah, like I don't feel there's such thing as a King book because he's so experimental. Whereas we know what a John's book is, we know what a Snyder book is now. Mm. We know what to expect out of those. Uh, it's true because if you take Mister Miracle and then you know, and then Batman, or even Vision, like, I think, over at Marvel, I think the one I hear thing, that's completely different. The one thing that connects all of his books is that he really deconstructs the characters, and yeah. if not the characters, then deconstructs the mythology around them, um, mm-hmm. and. I think that's kind of what he's been doing with Batman. Uh, some of my favorite stuff, though, came recently was uh, 
you know, where, where the stuff with Penguin, where he, he learns that Bane might be behind this, and him yeah. trying to prove it. That stuff was pretty much gold. Uh, that issue yeah. where he goes into Arkham, I loved that issue. It, it, yeah. it, it mirrored like him invading Santa Prisca back way back at this, you know, the second arc of the book so well. Um, mm-hmm. But it was so different. Uh, like that, yeah, that was fantastic. Um, and it's great to me that you know an issue like fifty five or fifty eight, whatever that was, that we're making callbacks to issue nine. <laughs> like yes, do it. Give me, give me that long run yeah, gold. No. So, yeah. um, but that's King. Um, all right, throw it an all name. Come on, Matt. Uh, Josh Williamson. It's no surprise. I really like Flash, and he's been a little hit or miss here or there. But lately, I'd say the last, you know, I think this has been his best issues? year on Flash. Yeah. Um, I think he's not only has he gone back into what makes the Flash so great with the mm. legacy. But he's also forging his own path by the 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 Force Quest. I I think and... Perfect Storm, which was the Grod arc before Flash yep. War, and then Flash War itself are my two favorite arcs of his run, and then we're back to back. And yeah. then the stuff since has been pretty solid as well. I'm, I'm enjoying what they're doing. Uh-huh. He's, he's doing with expanding the the forces and things like that. Mm-hmm. But those two arcs back to back are easily my two favorite arcs of the run. Um, yeah. So I think it's worth mentioning because I do think this is the best year we've had on Flash. Well, yeah, and then he did. He helped out on No Justice, like Tynan did. Sure, yeah. And then he got Odyssey. You know, he's got a few issues Odyssey. Uh, yeah, he, he <laughs> yeah. got what two or three. Yeah. So, and that that might all go to hell. And that you know, I was really looking forward to that because of the team involved. And now that yeah. team's not in place, so it you know, I might just enjoy his issues. Who knows? But yeah, yeah. Uh, if that book's going to go down on under, I need my Jessica Cruz book replacement stat. Here we go. Jessica Cruz, Starfire teaming up in space. <laughs> Book it. Oh, I've got... Get two of them. Get those two and then get... I'm trying to think of a third who time travels so we can call it Sirens of Space Time. This is the show I want. <laughs> or the, the, the comic book series I want. SOS. Yes. Uh, I love that Matt's yeah. not seen that episode of Legends of Tomorrow, but he's completely on board oh. anyway. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> the idea's too you good. You have two characters I really enjoy. You got a concept. Time travel. No, 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 time travel. Can we get Guardians <laughs> of the Chronology as well? That uh, was Custodians of the Chronology. Custodians. Why did I say Guardians? Yeah, remember your alliteration. Because it was yes. clearly making fun of Guardians of the Galaxy. That's it why was. you're thinking yeah, that. Yeah, that's why I'm going to it. <laughs> yeah. Um, Oh Matt, you'd love Legends so much. You didn't catch I I'm I'm gonna get there. Um, <laughs> I, I started Sabrina last week. Mm-hmm. I'm only two episodes in. I need to get through that. Once I do that, I'll do Legends. Are you enjoying Sabrina oh. though? You, you're getting that? Yeah, yeah, two two in. It's it's not doing anything that I expected. Um, and, and I like that. So, so Sabrina's fine. Sabrina's good. Legends is better. <laughs> yeah, but really, I I thought I was off for for Christmas time. And I thought I would get through it quicker than I did, but then I got a PlayStation, so yes. that took up the time that I had done. So I wanted to watch the Sabrina Christmas episode. Yes, and and I needed to watch the series up to that point. So yeah, it's not a standalone episode; it is just the next no. episode in the show. That's and that's it what is. I heard. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I don't, I don't get there, but you know, um, I'll, I'll get to Legends. I'm all caught up on on my superhero shows I want to watch. That's so, good. That's good. Yeah, yeah. with Legends. Um, okay, so. Um, right, you yeah, another one from Connor. Well, she was good. Yeah, Connor, you give us a name. Um, Vindy. Between yeah. his, you know, finishing off his, his run on on Hallam Pals and kind of his whole run on on Greenland that's been going on yeah. for 
this, four or five years. This is basically the Pete Silent pick because he hasn't read any Vendetta this year except Rockman <laughs> 1. I, 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 I read issue 2. I read issue 1 and 2. He, read, he read, two. read the Freedom Fighters last week. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that wasn't bad. When we come back around, I have someone kind of similar to Vendetti in that spot that multiple books and they're just mm-hmm. consistent. Like they're not the like, greatest book of the week or, you know, the most impactful, but they're good. Hawkman and, is maybe one of the most fun books I've read all year. That, that and last it's issue, getting better every issue. Yeah. That last issue really changed things. And for, for to take a character like Hawkman and be able to do your own thing, but by keeping it with what a traditional <clears throat> I, Hawkman, that's a skill. The the way he's balanced various versions of Hawkman into, no, no, this is a cohesive story, and I'm going to have fun with it, damn it, mm. is pretty, pretty fantastic. Yeah. No comment. <laughs> and, then, and then his Hallam Pal stuff, too. Like, again, Connor this year got me reading that book. Yeah, sorry. That's okay. I, I, you know, it was up and down, but when it was up, it was a roller coaster ride that yeah. I didn't want to get off of. But when it was down, I was like, "Why am I reading this?" Yeah, it, it de- that's so. the thing. He's definitely one of the least consistent writers. Yeah. But when he hits, oh man, it's mm-hmm. so good. No comment. <laughs> As... Space ape, space cat, and guy gardener. That's all you need to make me happy. Like, so. Yeah. I'm going to pick one that I know is going to piss off probably half the audience, um, and that is Bendis, because... Oh, I will yeah. represent half the audience, <laughs> yes. gladly. Because I know, we get comments. I know some people you know hate, hate, hate his writing, like Connor does, and that's fine. Um, but if you've been enjoying Superman in action, and then obviously Man of Steel as well, you know, that, that's been since, like, May, he's been doing consistent, you know, two consistent books, yep. uh, both of which me and Matt have greatly enjoyed uh, all year, you know, yep. since they started, so... Yeah. It's hard not to mention them. <laughs> yeah, they're always on my top three when we when we rank them, and mm-hmm. at the end of the episode. So and and I feel like I don't want to say it's my Superman bias. I'm just happy to have somebody that's doing a classic Superman, but also pushing him forward because that's what I see a lot of on, especially on Reddit in the Superman subreddit. Mm-hmm. Is a lot of people get upset that, that quote this isn't Superman, and as someone that has said that with the Snyder version of the character. I, I want to understand where they're coming from because I don't see it with Bendis because this is very much the Clark that I know and we get the yeah. two versions of him. What, what I like is an action. It, it's the Daily Planet version and in Superman, it's the more personal version. Um, and I feel like he's spot on and it's like, yeah, he's not the farmer dad that we had in Rebirth, which I love. Don't get me wrong. And, I love that Tomasi I think the big, the big difference between people who like and people who don't is... I find Bendis' stuff so easy to read. Like, I feel like his books flow for me in a way that most writers don't. And, you know, yeah. but Connor's the opposite. He's like, I think his dialogue is atrocious and he can't get through it. Whereas to me, it just, see, it follows on. Like, but like, see, so I easy. feel how, I feel, because Connor really loves Morrison, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. And see, and I feel how Connor feels about Bendis, how I feel about Morrison. It's like, I like a lot of the concepts, but sometimes reading it, it's it's tedious yeah because that's the thing with with bendis if i hear oh he's doing this this and this i virtually never have a problem there might be you know a couple of odd choices that i disagree with here or there but yeah as oh no these are these are the ideas and you know the the plot beats i'm usually fine with them they're usually if relatively interesting it's just i can't read his his dialogue which is you know a real problem 
The, the only time I had an issue with it was when the issue where Lois came back. And she kept saying was that baby. Action? Yeah, it was action yeah, 1004 it, or something it, like that. It just didn't feel like Lois. It felt like, you know, and if, if he was going for the, well, she's nervous, she doesn't know what to say, and this is a space filler, but it didn't feel like that. And that was the only time I've read Bendis' dialogue where it felt like mm. it was meandering, you know? It, it, like It's, it's funny because Pete mentioned the way it flows. And to yeah. me, it's just so stilted. It's all just block. Here's a block of text, and here's another block of text. Like it doesn't have a flow for me. No, it has. Yeah. So what it is, it kind of captures like some because some people have the same complaint with Joss Whedon, right? Where they feel that all these characters sound the same, and they kind of do. But I don't have a problem with that when I like the dialogue. <laughs> like yeah, but when you have such clear characters, yeah. and you know, it, it's it's like Avengers, where you know. Cap sounds like Cap in that Avengers movie. But do you know what it is? It's like people complain that Bendis has all these reactionary comments from like side characters yeah. and stuff like that. But for me, that flows so well. I just bounce between them because it feels so natural in the oh. scene to me. But it's just, it's, it's, I think it's a, it's just an acquired yeah. taste it, thing. I think. Well, like when when Adam Strange wants to call in, Earth is missing. Yeah. And he starts spelling it, and it's like that's a moment that shouldn't be funny because Earth is missing. But I feel like Bendis is just the, where he put it at the end of the issue. Mm. I feel it's a nice little tag. So, yeah, uh, but yeah, no, it's the stuff that he's doing with Superman where he's giving him Rogel's art and it's something that he can hit versus action comics where it's the invisible mob and he can't like Superman can't get his head around it. Like you have the red cloud and he has all the stuff that's afoot, but he can't quite put his finger on it. And it's something that he can't hit. And I just feel it's a, even, the perfect balance. Even just the idea that there's a crime organization in Metropolis who avoid using any words that he would be listening for yep. because he's got super hearing is a really fun idea. Or in yep. Superman, the idea that you've got this guy who hates Kryptonians, so what happens when Zod shows up? And what sort of conflict does that give Clark? Because he's like, he kind of wants Zod to beat him to a pulp. <laughs> like, he yep. kind of wants to let him do it, you know, inside. But, he, you know, he's like, but nah, I'm, I'm a hero. I'm the good guy. I can't, I can't let him just do yeah. that. Um, good old Bendy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I, I picked really that up from Stuart. I really hate that I don't like him because, you know, it's it's sad not to be reading Superman right I now. Mean, what, what do you think? Those plot points that I just mentioned, those concepts, those sound interesting. Yeah, they sound fine. Yeah. Like they're not. Oh, they don't necessarily get me excited, but I don't have a problem with any of them. And if yeah. it was in a in a book that I had dialogue, I like, I'd be really into it. I'm sure. Um, and and that's the thing. It's like, yeah, okay, I'm not reading Superman, and that's sad. But Young Justice starts up soon, <laughs> and I'm devastated that I can't read that. That I'm just I'm good because, uh, and in fact, I, I find Ben is even worse on team books. Connor Kent, Tim Drake, and Bart Allen, and Connor's not reading that. I, I that they will continue to be the lost generation to Connor. <laughs> yes. They will. Yeah, still lost. <laughs> Plus, I, I'm down for this new uh, Teen Green Ladder. That's a fun idea. Yeah, yeah I didn't like that concept. I'm, I like that concept. Again, I, I've expressed my concerns over Connor Kent, but I'm just happy to have him back. So we'll see. Also, one of the covers, I think it's the Jimenez cover. I might say, yeah, is the the meme. the meme. Yeah, yeah. The, the the looking at the girl meme. Yeah. It's just hilarious. I love it. It's... Um. So I, I have one more writer I wanted to go through. That's um, oh, bad writing me, Matt. Come on, we're going in a circle. No. <laughs> you just did it. You just did Bendis. Oh, oh, you're right. Okay, that was mine. Sorry. Yeah, it wasn't mine. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> he makes an excellent point. It wasn't mine. <laughs> yeah, so I wanted to bring up uh, a writer that 
super up and down like Venditti, but I think more up, and that's Dan Abnett. And, you know, a lot of his Aquaman this year was decent, um, and a lot of his Titans was decent. Hmm. But I feel like outside of the tie-ins, it was pretty good. Like his Titans up until the the Drowned Earth stuff. The special, yeah. Or, yeah. yeah basically, it got good after the special, I thought. Um, yeah. I think I was saying something similar to this last week, but I have to give him credit because I got to the end of the year and went, you know what? I really enjoyed three of his books this year. Silencer yep. probably been the best one, actually, you know, once it really and got then, going. And that's what I said. You you guys talking about Silencer all year wore me down enough that I went and I got caught up. And it's, again, it's not my favorite book every every week, but I want to know what's going on with Leviathan. It yeah. made me re-interested in Talia, who I always thought was a great, like, underutilized Bat villain. Um, I think the last so, few issues of it have legitimately been the best in the book, and then I think Aquaman, outside of the few issues at the end, that he had to like doing tie-ins to things and mm-hmm. pointless crossovers with Suicide Squad that really didn't matter. Um, it was really solid for the first half of the year. Yeah, so. yeah. I think uh, for me, he's a very solid, dependable mid-tier writer. Mm. He's uh, and with the right direction, can be good, but. For me, he would never be in contention for a a best of. That's, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, just the other names I kind of want to throw out there. Obviously, we we can't really nominate these people because they're they haven't done enough to really get kind of <laughs> warrant it. But you know, the 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 Jody Howe's a co-written cool issues of Supergirl at the start. Of you were really good. I want to bring her up yeah. because she really elevated that book when she stepped on board. Yeah. Um. Likewise with G. Willow Wilson, her, you know the three issues of Wonder Woman. And, yeah. and very good. And obviously, Tom Taylor. Who, for for um, one issue and then two short stories and anthology books, mm-hmm. uh, is basically He's like it's twenty four. It's happening yeah. though. He, he'll he'll <laughs> be here by. Hey, if Brian Hill doesn't work out. Uh, <laughs> hey, like... Tom Tom Taylor could write this book. That's the new motto of this he show. Could. Hey, Tom Taylor could write this one. Uh, I also want to bring up uh, Mayor Good Scott because I looked up what sure. she worked on. Yeah. Uh, the Green Arrow issues were pretty solid. Yeah. Uh, and then her Batgirl run so far. Uh, yeah, I've been liking been, her Batgirl run. And we're it's getting, been really yeah. good, yeah. And we're getting uh, James Gordon Jr. Uh, in yeah. a couple of months, so Hell yeah, that'll be cool. And yeah, so. we've been kind of lucky because Larson was really good. and then Yeah, yeah but see, I wanted to put Larson on because I really enjoyed... And then I realized she only wrote Batgirl until March. Yeah, it was only yeah, to... it was only start of year. I, I just met in So sense... then I was like, well, who took over? And I was like, oh, Scott. Scott's been really good. Yeah. I just so, met in the sense that we've been lucky that we had a long run from last, well, not long, but it was, you know, a decent run. And then it went into, yeah. you know, we had like a fill-in yeah. issue or two and then it was on its yeah. start. And it, it, I feel as in like G. Willow Wilson, obviously. It's only been like three issues, yeah. so it's not enough. But hey, ask us next year. Yeah, no, she yeah. could be in the conversation next year for sure. Uh, same with Kelly Sue, because I like that first Aquaman issue. So that's the sort yeah. of thing that could become, you know, a year-long thing next year that we could be praising. Uh, so no, a lot of names to mention. I think it's interesting that no one said Scott Snyder. Um, and I don't think it's the... I, I love the dude. Yeah, he's he's great, but it's been more missed than hit since No Justice. Well, like No Justice came through, and see, I don't, know, I don't, I don't like, say No Justice because Justice, Justice League, League is good. one of my favorite books right now. Yeah, I just mean. <sighs> it's funny. I I think he's had a better year this year than he had for a couple. I I, I think we had. We had... We had Metal was this year, right? End of Metal was this year, End of Justice, yeah. End okay. to Justice League. And 
I would say that for the most part, it's been pretty solid stuff. I, I don't think I'd nominate him for best writer because he still has the Snydery problems that he occasionally does that I don't like, but um, we can't deny that he's kind of the architect of the big events that are going on in the DC universe right now. Yeah. Outside of Doomsday Clock and Heroes in Crisis, obviously, but yeah. you know he seems to be the one that's driving the, the general direction of the universe outside of those books. It does, yeah. Like, you know, uh, Metal into No Justice and then you know, New Justice really spearheaded a, a big line of like, oh, this is the direction for a lot of the core characters. Yeah. yeah um, uh, and, and, and by, the when I said yeah. No Justice, I meant Drowned Earth. I just I went to Manipal oh, in the yeah. rain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. okay, Drowned Earth was fine. Yeah. yeah. It was it fun. wasn't like but everything else those, in Justice League's been pretty great. Yeah, those early issues I really enjoyed. Like when we got to the end of I forget which issue, it was either two or three, and we had the life lantern, the white lantern symbol pop up on the earth. Honestly, my, like, my biggest so hyped. My biggest problem with Drowned Earth, honestly, was just how many artists we went through in the space mm -hmm. of like four yeah. issues. Because uh, it was like that one that had three artists, that, and it had those really great Fraser Irving pages. <laughs> but... Yeah, yeah, but uh, that's not really Snyder's fault. But no. it drags the the book as a whole yeah. down. Yeah, because I thought it was really fun and pulpy. I, I probably enjoyed Drowned Earth a little bit more than Witching Hour, if because they were they came back to back, which is why I'm comparing them. Yeah, and they were kind of similar in the sense that they were just like one month, and they were just you know, yeah, yeah. the main yeah. book plus a couple of tie-ins, but. Yeah, so I think Snyder's solid. I think he's worth it mention in this conversation, but I, I think that he's just maybe not as got a clean slate in the same way that yeah. a couple of the others do. Because I, I just, I'll sum up his entire year was kind of like Batman Who Laughs, where it's like, yeah, this is going great. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I'll tell you this. I'll take Snyder. Snyder for me has been more consistent than King has. He hasn't hit as high highs as as King. I could see that. Been more consistent. I do think oh, I prefer King okay. overall. I think I prefer King's batting average than I do Snyder's. But I mean, it's just a taste thing more than yeah. more than anything else. Yeah. Um, who thunk it? Art is subjective. Um, yeah. But there you go. Uh, so, and obviously we talk a lot about art here, meaning the, the 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 pretty pictures that are drawn. But writing's also art, you know, in the broader sense. Uh, so, I guess I guess unless anyone wants to throw out some more names to add to the mix. Let me see who else was on my list. Du, 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 du. Nope, I, I hit all mine. Yeah, um... I, I didn't think far enough ahead. So sure, I've hit all mine. <laughs> I mean, I should, probably, I should probably mention Mark and Draco for Supergirl again as well, actually. Yeah. Because again, I've been loving Supergirl. Uh, it's, it's, yeah. I mean, it's been like what four or five issues, so yeah. Uh, maybe I'm not feeling strong to argue for him versus some of these other bigger names that have done a lot of big books, but. Yeah. Uh, well, who knows? By this time next year, Supergirl could be in, mm. in the top spots, you know, because we'll have enough issues. Uh, all right. So that, that's the debate then. Who who's winning? What, what who are we feeling is the winner here? I am. Um, I have a feeling it's going to come down to you two deciding between King and Bendis, because neither of those would get my vote. But those might be the ones you two agree str most strongly on. I don't know. Are we ruling oh. out Johns? <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Well, oh. no, 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 I, yeah. I get that, John's. But I, I figured that, you know, the, the, the other two have both had more issues than John's. Oh, that's true. You might have discounted yeah. that. That's, that was, a, I was going to say. Um, yes, I, I like all three. I get excited for all three's books when I get them in my poll. Because so... my, my pick would either be John's or Tan, personally. Um, so if, if either of you guys pick John's, then great. If not, I'm yeah. just outnumbered. I, I I think I think by that logic, John's probably wins because he's the one that all three of us going to agree on. Because I like yeah. Tynan quite a bit. Yeah. 
Uh, to buy, uh, yeah, but this is why I said like, I know he's not beating yeah. any of the others. But but I'd probably put King um, above if, him. If I have to win place show, it, it's John's win, King place, and then Fender show. <laughs> that that's the order I would put him in. Like, yeah, you'd put Tainan after Bendis, as we said. Yeah, yeah, and fourth. Um, I. Yeah, I, I guess John's is winning. I, I think John's is winning because he appeals to all three of us uh, strongly enough that he, he overcomes in the law of voting, which uh, is fine. It's, it's the democratic way of doing this. It does mean, though, that so far we have picked Doomsday Clock, Doomsday Clock, Artist from Doomsday Clock, <laughs> Writer from that's Doomsday Clock. That's why I'm clock. laughing. Writer from Doomsday Clock and Shazam. And Shazam, sure. One issue of Shazam. was very good, yes. It matters. Also, short story in Action 1000. Worth mentioning that too. <laughs> A yeah. great short story in Action 1000. King, though. King and Man, too. That's true. Stories. That's true. He did, actually. It was very good. That's true. Oh. I mean, if we're, if we're given a runner-up like we did with the artist, I mean, is there an obvious choice there, given how we've all well, split Well, it's out of you two, then. Yeah. Between, to decide between King and Ben. I mean, obviously, I would say King over Bendis, because I at least enjoy some If of me that. and Matt disagree, but... though, then it becomes like yeah. a three-way tie for, for second place. Yeah. So you would have said King was second, is that, Matt? Is that what you said? Yeah. John's my one, King's two, Bendis is my three. Yeah, I'd probably agree with that. I, I think if it was just Batman, maybe not, but I think when you throw in Mr. Miracle, it's like, well... <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I can't, you know, the, 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 the deck is stacked, if you yeah. will. Yeah, well, and Bendis has only worked on really on Superman. Like, yeah, like, yeah he did those specials with that, at the, what were they, the Super Size, where he did a Batman story. Sure, yeah, um, yeah. Oh, right, yeah. That were Walmart exclusive. Yeah, but no, we've not uh, read those. <laughs> so. No, so, but he's really count. the only one, whereas Kings run the gamut, you know? Yeah. Um. So, all right, there you go. So, Johns wins, and I feel like such a boring award show because not only is Doomsday Clock sweeping, but we're a DC podcast giving Jeff Johns an award. I mean, like, how how blatant can we be? Hey, oh, we, we picked Jeff really Johns. Had to for the first two years. That's true. No. That's true. Uh, so, excellent. Well, that does take us on then uh, to single issues. This is sort of the second last DC award that we'll give out. Mm-hmm. So just, just to, to recap so far, uh, artist Gary Frank got it with Mitch Gerrards in second place. Uh, mm-hmm. Writers, Jeff Johns got it with with uh, Tom King in second place. Notably, that's Mr. Miracle in second place again. Uh, limited series, Doomsday Clock 1 with Mr. Miracle in second place. <laughs> Do you, do you think some issues of Doomsday Clock or Mr. Miracle might show up in this discussion for single issues? I feel I feel like it's a possibility. I have a premonition. A premonition? <laughs> yeah, that, that broken Matt Hardy. Okay, alright. I didn't get that. Go if if Pete, if you have some time, track down the broken universe stuff on YouTube. Okay. It it is room level entertaining. I mean it it, it oh, really? gets knocked down because you're pretty sure it's intentional. I but assume you so mean. Bad I assume you mean the room with Tommy Wiseau and yes. not room yeah, with yeah, yeah. Bill Arson, because that's what it's no, like. No, because that's two completely different tones. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, all right. So, uh, so top singles, top single issues, and singles can be hard because there's so many single issues in a year, right? And even some yeah. of the fantastic issues that we love, we can't necessarily remember them all by the end of the year. Um, so, so I just realized the Super Pets one was last year. Yeah, so you can't I could have sworn that was this year. Sorry, Matt. So there went one of mine. That's just I how much Matt loves it. Yeah, he's like, no, that's one from last year. Sorry. 
Um, I think I'll just throw. I, I don't know if I want to actually pick this for number one. I think it's worth mentioning Action One Thousand though, and just in terms yeah. of notable issues this yeah. year, of course it has to be mentioned because it's Action One Thousand. And 1, it was 000. great. And it was like, really good for the most yeah. part. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, compared to some other anthologies, you know, the, the the Christmas special mostly sucked outside that one fantastic Tom Taylor Supergirl story. But <laughs> yeah, here's the thing: when it came to Action One Thousand. DC went no, no. We have to hire the best. Yes, and and and, and, and everyone brought their A game. Yes, uh, there was maybe like one or two murkier ones, but most of it was really good. Um, yeah, yeah, because we loved that speed and bullet one. Uh, we you know obviously we loved the the the, the king one, the Johns one, the Tomasi through time one. Yeah, fantastic. The Bendis yeah. ending, of course, that set up Rogelzar. So you know you, you had all these things. <laughs> I love how we can't mention the Bendis part without Cora making a face like. Uh. I know. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be fair though, because when it gets to Detective One Thousand, yes, and it has just, oh, here's a bit of the end setting up the next bit of story, for you know the Detective book. Mm-hmm. Not gonna like that that much either. I don't know. I think that's important. I think you have to have a bit of the ongoing story in the, your no, One Thousand. I think if you do an anthology, just do a bloody anthology. No, no. You have a main story and then a lot of backups. Because well, it's still, it's still yeah. part of the run though. Yeah, so, exactly. Like, I agree you with need that. that yeah it, it's cohesion i mean if anything i actually don't think it should be shorter i think there should still be 20 pages of the main story that's part of the run and then just a lot of anthology stories afterwards yeah that's, that's I how feel i do it. that would annoy me less because at least then i feel like i'm getting an issue whereas this issue, oh yeah. here's like four pages but you need to have these four pages hey it's 96 pages though maybe it is a full issue worth of tomasi yeah and... oh, maybe it is uh, it is bigger it is bigger than yeah. That's what those extra yeah. sixteen pages are. So it's just the main books getting the full full back. If it is, I retract that complaint. Cool. Yeah. Uh, right, so, so who's starting this one? Um, all right, I'll I'll throw one out. I've not started yet. I've not started yet. Okay. I'm throwing something out. Go. I'm going for the low hanging fruit. Okay. <laughs> what you're doing is you want to take them away from me because I didn't prepare. Not not high standing vegetables. You're yes. low hanging fruit. Uh, so there's a few obvious ones, but I think I'm just going to sneak in here with a recent hit. That is Batman Annual Number Three by Tom Taylor yeah, and Oshman. You dick. Easy, easy yeah. money. Easy money. I'm throwing it out there. Easy peasy. Dick. Yeah, the Alfred <laughs> issue. That's pretty good. Fantastic. Phenomenal. Standout. Yeah. S- standalone story. Beautiful. Yeah. Emotional. Uh-huh. It was everything we want from an Alfred focused story. It was touching. It was sassy. Yeah. It was great. It was great. Yeah. I can't, can't argue against it. Matt, throw one out before Connor gets to it. So, so, Doomsday Clock, issue seven, Johns and Frank. You bastard. You knew I had yeah. that one. <laughs> well, it had, it had the great cover with uh, the, the lantern on it, right? Mm-hmm. And then it was the first time it stopped feeling just like a Watchmen sequel. And it started to feel like, oh, no, this is going to have some reverberations for the dcu and, and, and you finally got I to like manhattan that. um because yeah. I, I will say i pr- i think i actually like issue eight a bit more so i'd probably nominate issue eight over issue seven but mm-hmm. i mean i can see the argument yeah well because I, I feel like it balanced everything right where i feel like eight was the more all right i've been doing a lot of d or a lot of watchman stuff eight i'll do a lot of dc and that's mm. where it started to feel like a real dc book uh but i feel seven was it started to, to balance right there seven's the issue i've got at the, the top mm, of yeah. my doomsday clock list as well yeah. that's fair that's fair i guess i'm outranked. Six was good though too the the miami marionette stuff was oh yeah i mean none of the issues were bad like there was not a single issue of doomsday clock where i was like nah that was you know that was poor yeah the only one that was maybe not as phenomenal as the others was the uh the other 
the the, the raw shack. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which I actually still th- pretty damn good. Yeah, which I think is actually great. It's just we were waiting two months between issues. It was like, oh, it was just all focused on a flashback. This, <laughs> yeah. this is what I got. Oh, I'm mad. Wait, but it's so good. I don't know how to feel. When you're yeah. reading that in trade, you're not gonna give a shit. You're just gonna be like, yeah, yeah exactly. part of the story. Exactly. Great. Um, uh-huh. So okay, right. So we mentioned Doomsday Clock, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, before uh, it gets to Connor, though, um, I will also. <laughs> I'm no, kidding. No, I'm kidding. Not having okay. this. All right. All right. What issue I'm of Mister Miracle are you saying? All right, I'll, I'll take a Mr. Miracle issue then, if you're going to give it to me. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with 11, which okay. was the, the, I, I the was real say that too. The conclusion, right? Okay, uh, yeah. The veggie that's, tray. That's fair. And it's fantastic. I, I, I was also going to pick 11 as well, if I was pick, picking a Mr. Miracle issue. Um, I love 12. I actually think 12 is a great downbeat issue to kind of wrap it up for, for what that book actually was but about. it's not 11. But it's not 11. No. I mean, we got the veggie tray. We got him yelling at <laughs> you. To dark side, or was it Barda yelling, "F you"? Because um, well, if the whole book, it, was, book was about fighting through depression, this was him kind of winning. Yeah. This was him finally fighting yeah. through it. Yeah. So. And then you get that awesome double page of the the DC universe. Yeah. Like popping out. That was so cool. It was, it was Jiraz getting to draw all these characters you wanted to see him take on yeah. just in one spot. Oh, that was a great sorry. issue. Yeah. Maybe it made me really think they were turning the kid over to dark side too. Mm. And when so when he didn't, I was like, oh hell yeah, fist pump. Yeah, I I will uh, I'll throw out. You go recent again. I I don't necessarily want to. Okay, I'm actually like this is not overriding my last pick. I just I actually want to mention though that Batman had two angles this year, and everyone loved Angle Two as well, which was the future Selina and Bruce, you know. Oh yeah, with the Lark art. Yeah. So was that this year? Oh. That was this year. They were both this year. Um, that's why Annual 3 felt so random, is it was the same year as Annual number 2. Are you well, sure? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah it was, we got into this argument, is it still an annual if it's coming yeah, out? Yeah, it was like a month before the wedding this year. Yeah. Huh. Maybe two. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, I prefer Annual number 3. I think it's the better Annual, but Annual 2 is very good too. So, good. it feels worth mentioning. <laughs> Because mm-hmm. I, I, was, I was going to be a complete meme and just say Shazam issue one because it was really good, but I don't think it necessarily measures up to some of the big issues of the other stuff. It's, no, it's it was a great there, first issue. Yeah, but maybe but, not. Which quite. is maybe should maybe another category we should talk about is just best first issue because there's a few issue ones, and it, it, it gives you yeah. a chance to like give stuff that just came out recently as well that doesn't have enough to. Yeah, you know. Freedom Fighters. That's super recent. That was a really good first yeah, issue. I mean, you, you, Connor may argue for Green Lantern, you know, the Green Lantern yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Um. Um. But, I mean, I'll, I'm going to jump in ahead oh. of Matt here just briefly because my next suggestion was actually going to be Justice League number one. Mm-hmm. That was pretty good. I loved that issue. I thought, you know, the, the scope of those first few pages was phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought it was a fantastic issue. It was a great way to kick off a series. And, you know, it, it, while we're on the topic, it feels like I should mention yeah, it. Yeah, in terms of issue ones, absolutely. No. Also, I'm, I just looked it up. Batman Annual 2, according to DC's website, is on sale date November 29th, 2017. So maybe it was maybe it was a special then and it wasn't. No, this is this this is the else. this is the the Lee Weeks one with the, you know. Bruce. Okay, well I'm going to criticize then because even our patrons nominated this as well. This was not just me. Huh. 
I could have sworn that was closer to the win. The only reason they nominated it is because you mentioned it on the show when we did, when we did the Batman <laughs> Annual 3. A... And you were like, oh, that was this year. So they all just believed you. That's very the possible. fools didn't fact check. I thought that was like a month or two before the wedding issue. I could have sworn it was. Me too. Time is a fickle beast. Time is a flat circle. Circle. Oh, that was like an echo there. I was like, flat circle, circle. It was a circle. Yeah, you circled around and said that again. Um, mm. All right, okay. All right. All right, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. You, you've disproved it. So, so I'm I'm going a little bit more recent. Uh, my next pick. Yes. And it was was it Hawkman six or seven, Connor? That seven. just came out. So Hawkman seven, where we get the timey wimey, we get the origin of origins. Um, that was, that was so good. It's a very very something I hadn't seen before, which is always good. I mean, the first issue was really great too because we had him doing Indiana Jones stuff and. Funny yeah. a gigantic rock ape, but I feel like seven hit home a little bit harder because of it went an Hawkman extra hits. level, didn't it? And yeah. it went. It was maybe my favorite issue from Venditti that I've read at all. Yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's Pete's turn again. Yeah. No, I'm just. I'm. <laughs> Single issues are so hard compared to everything else. They they, yeah, they are they really are. difficult in in comparison. Yeah. Uh, Superman issue six was extremely good. Yeah, uh, I thought four was good too. Four was the one that led to Zod. Yeah, it ended with him going into the Phantom Zone, right? That was five because six is the but he's there and it's the fight. So five and six what were both was... fantastic. That's a good point. Okay, so which one was four? Was that clearly not memorable enough? Four was before that. <laughs> no, thanks, <laughs> thanks, Connor. <laughs> oh, and Pete's stupid comment wasn't. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I'm just saying because you said earlier that it was before. I assume I assume <laughs> four was was what ended with Superman getting out of the Phantom Zone. Yeah, or maybe I meant Action Comics for her. I think that was. I don't. I can't remember. They're all running together, guys. <laughs> don't get old. <laughs> don't get old. <sighs> um, I feel like there's an issue of Detective Comics worth nominating. I just I need to remember yeah. what 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 one it is. Tynan's final issue, I think, was a really nice send-off. Joe, you know, I don't think it is the final issue for me. I think it's the one before. Because the one mm-hmm. before is the one where both Steph and Cass get to see their, their Batgirl timeline. Yeah. Of that's course, that's too. the one he goes for. I love yeah. that. It well, also, so when when Clayface gets murdered, was that this year? Yeah, that was this year. Or was that? Yeah. yeah. And, and Cass yells, No. I think the yeah uh, the trial issue of that you know her trial if you will but the bat family yeah. was also really good I don't know if it's nicely up there with some of the best stuff we've already been no. talking about but but no that final issue hit hit me mostly probably because of his his letter he had at the end and what it meant to write Tim Drake and just what an experience it was to write Detective and he basically got to write an X Men book set in the Bat family and it's that's always the best way to describe that run. Because there were so many pieces, and they all worked. Hey, speaking of good annuals, Detective Comics annual was this year. I just checked. Uh, Which confirm. one was that? This is the Clayface one. It was the story of Clayface. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was pretty damn good. And that was pretty good. And, it, and it, I'm pretty sure that came just as he was he, he died. So it, it really yeah. hit hard. Uh, it was the history of Basil, and it ended with him making Mudface, right? Yeah. 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 That was a pretty good too. Yeah. I like how you checked, though. You weren't, you I was weren't just double-checking. After that last kerfuffle, I thought, I'll, I'll double-check. Yeah, yeah. I was fairly sure, because uh, I remember that happened just as he died in the in Detective this year. Yeah. 
Yeah. You were talking about first issues, and it's not an issue one, but it is a start of a run. But the Mark Andreco's first mm. Supergirl was at twenty or twenty-one. Twenty-one, yeah. Twenty-one, I think. Twenty-one. That was a very really solid first issue. Yeah. Um, yeah. That. that was just her, you know, making the choice to go, and it was just like yep. her with Superman, and like him accepting that she was going to go do this, and and all that stuff. It was like a neat setup for what the the book was becoming, uh, which is which is really good. Um, I have. I, yeah, I, I feel like um, I wish like I feel like it's the stuff that's getting lost here in the shuffle is like I'm sure yeah. I'm sure Sealy had some good Green Lanterns issues that I might have picked in the first chunk of the, the year. I'm sure there was maybe other things at the start of the year. There are a lot harder because uh, my my last one that I've got on my list is uh, Justice League Dark issue three, which was the end of the first arc. That's when the upside down man properly yeah shows up yeah yeah whether yeah i, I love that issue yeah. i can see which that. issue was in and the chip drinks uh that was, that was... like five okay. yeah, recent, that, was... Wasn't it? that was the uh the, the 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 first half of the the arc we just had with the okay. yeah with the mirror yeah yeah okay also although a very all, good issue yeah. though although they're all running together so that's why I asked. <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah they, they tend to do that i i yeah, and I'm sure someone streaming at is like, "Oh, you praised this issue in this episode like six months ago." And we probably did. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm you know, trying to remember I, it. All, all I can say is, is nothing sums up to Wonder Woman issue eight. Like that's still the crown jewel <laughs> of memorable. You know, stands out. I still remember it. Oh, jeez, Matt. Jeez. I gotta do it. I can't. Jeez, 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 jeez. Oh God. I'm still waiting for you to bring up your 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 writing joke, so it's fair. My writing joke? What writing joke is no, that? I'm not going to say it. No, you don't know it, then I'm not saying it. Hey, hey, I mentioned Joss Whedon earlier, and I showed restraint. Yes. I, I showed restraint. Uh, Joe, you know I think it's notable that a lot of our picks here have been from the the, the, the books that have only had one, one issue a month, because... Yeah. I think it, even though the the book, I'm not saying that they're they're inherently better than the books that have one issue a month. That's of, of course they not true. They stand out though, but they're a bit more memorable because there's only been twelve of those compared to you know twenty four of some of the others. Now you said that you just made me think that Flash Annual was this year with Wally's story. Oh yeah, mm. I I have a new leader in the clubhouse. <laughs> that was a great. But I didn't issue. remember it. So how much? Yeah, yeah. That one made me. That one made me cry though. So. Yeah, that that was him getting his new place. That was him reestablishing himself in the in the city, mm -hmm. um, and setting up. And, so, and it revealed at the end, of course, that the villain behind Flash War was going to be Zoom. That that was that issue. That was really I, great. That was exciting. I, I think I've got something that you've all overlooked. Oh, go on. Nightwing fifty. Oh, uh, no, no. You yeah, are yeah. going to get <laughs> bitch slapped hard in a minute. Um, yeah, yeah, worth it though. Yeah, Nightwing had some good issues. Before that, Nightwing did have some great issues. I don't know if there was any one that I'd, I'd put over the no, rest of everything else. I don't else, think but... it had the standout. I think it had a really solid run. Yeah. You know, you know, Percy had a pretty good year. You know, from up until he just left. That that two part he did with the the wacky races in Ireland. Yeah. <laughs> I really that liked was that. Great. Yeah. That was literally the last two yeah. issues before fifty. It was good. Forty eight and forty nine, and then fifty happened, and we burned it down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Uh, I'm actually. Do you know what I'm doing? I'm going to Batman's page in Comicsology to look at the issues we've had since uh, yeah. the start of this year. Kind of confirm that that annual was last year. 
No, 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 no. I'm just, I'm just looking to see if any covers like straight my mind and go, yeah, oh yeah, that is true that I want you know, that I should, should definitely I think, mention. I'll be at this point. I know my choice. I don't think it, it, it would have to be something amazing that we've forgotten that you could suggest now. That, that yeah. I'd be like, oh shit, yeah, that takes the pot, the spot. Where was that issue this year? <laughs> that, that, this might change. Uh, at least get Matt on board if this was 2018. Yeah. Oh no, it was the 20th of December 2017. It was, Which it, one was that? It was the Batman Double Date. Uh, that was, but it, it, was, it was December last year, though. So it just, it's just uh, not. In, it was the last issue of 2017. <laughs> so that's why I had to check, though. It was damn. so close. It was, you know, it was yeah. right on the line. Yeah. Um, but there you go. Okay, what's your pick, Carl? What are you, what are you voting for ultimately? I, I'm breaking the trend. I'm voting You're breaking for the habit. Three, yeah. I actually. Uh. And this is, do you know what I feel bad about here? I feel like it's really fresh, and that gives it an advantage over everything yeah, else. Yeah, but we, we, we have praised Doomsday Clock and Mr. Miracle That's true. all goddamn show. We are clearly very, you know, they're in our minds. They, so that, they aren't memorable. Let me just make this clear. Tom King wrote one issue and two shorts and two anthology books. And Tom some, Taylor. So, sorry, Tom Taylor. And somehow we're still giving him an award on a DC-only podcast. I just want to point that out. That somehow it's happened. Assuming Matt agrees, although it's two against one though, so it doesn't even matter if he does. Yeah, it but... doesn't matter. That's why I'm I'm gonna throw my I'm gonna burn my vote for the Flash annual. But do you know what, Matt? Fine. That's in my top three for sure. That is in my top yeah, three. A great issue. Oh. I just it would be that, and it would be probably Mister Miracle Eleven. That was the first one. My when, when I was making my list yeah. last night. Yeah. I also that's the first one, and then Doomsday Clock Seven. Ta- so that was my one, two, yeah. three. I'd have to double check what issue it was. I think it was like six, five, seven, something in that range of Mr. Miracle. Uh, all six. Of, six. Of I already what? know which one you're going with. It's six. Is this the one where they're crawling and he finds out at the end he's having a baby? Yeah. Okay, that's six. Yes, issue six was probably my next favorite Mr. Miracle. But um, I th- I think my top three are probably the Batman Annual number three, um, Doomsday Clock eight. And Flash War and the annual that was Flash War's set up. Yeah. I, I think those are my, th- my three favorites. That that Flash annual probably comes in at like four or five yeah. for me, which is still, you know, yeah. I, I, out I mean, of the amount of issues we've read this yeah, year. Yeah, we read what like three hundred issues this year, like you know, something like that. Four hundred, maybe. Yeah. Someone else can do the maths. Yes, that's, that's, yeah. that's not my responsibility. So there you go. That is that is our yeah. pick for single issue. Which does take us on to the heavy hitter, the, the main event, um, and obviously we got a couple of bonuses, and we got we've got the, the the community picks to do as well. But the heavy hitter, the main event from us, is the top ten books of the year, um, and I think longer running short series can be included here, meaning that Doomsday Clock and Mister Miracle are eligible for this list. But of course, we have a lot of wonder more what's gonna win. <laughs> So we know one and two, so let's you know. So it's fighting yeah, the yeah, three so through ten. Well, uh, well, does it? Is there something else where you, you take all the issues into account? Where as a whole, they beat one of those I mean, two. We did for for writer and artist. That was everything all year. <laughs> I'm trying to add some excitement to this. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I, I'm pretty Who sure people are excited to see what number three is. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. Alright, that's that's uh let's nominate things. Cause here's where it gets tricky, right? Because the example I'm gonna use here is Detective Comics where okay, first like five months of the year it's Tynan's finale to his run. And then you've got a pretty solid on the outside arc. Uh not as good as Tynan's stuff, but but solid. Good, yeah. Yeah. 
and then you have the the mixed bag the mixed bag of uh, robinson's arc yeah. before and just we've had one, one issue, issue of tomasi yeah yeah you can't judge it on one issue so that's a really no. clunky thing to try and nominate into this because i feel like if you're nominating detective you're basically nominating the end of time in his run yeah yeah uh which is not a bad thing to nominate i'm not saying but, you can't but, do it but if we nominate detective comics yes do we is that taking it yeah. all into account yeah. like when we're looking at the placement do we have to consider I th- everything I, yeah. that Undertaker does? Yeah, I, I think year? I think ultimately the other stuff knocks it down compared to other things when it's a fight because ultimately you have to say, well, the other thing doesn't have this this weaker half of the year. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like okay, if you love the last three issues of Wonder Woman, they're going to have to be goddamn off the charts <laughs> to to raise the rest of the year up, yeah. right? Off the charts. You remind you that there was a Jason I disliked more than Todd. I mean, <laughs> to be fair. The Witch Now ones were all right. Two, okay, five issues but, out of 24. Yeah. yeah, I got nothing. Yeah, exactly, shut up. <laughs> so, you know, I'm just saying keep that in mind. And then, but that's, that's the other thing, you know, we mentioned Batgirl, where we had the last few of Larson, we had a couple of, one or two week, weaker fill-ins, but then it was like, then Scott's been great since, so it's like, oh, both writers kind of like balance each other out and make it, you know, they're both like stable on either end. Um, yeah. arguably same with Supergirl you know, outside of issue 20 the, the back half of that run with Jodie Hauser co-writing was fantastic and then everything with Andrejko yeah. has been fantastic since so you know really oh, solid and then stuff there's Nightwing which was pretty good and then you and know. then it wasn't yeah but I mean yeah. that was two thirds of the year of the good Nightwing for the most part you know yeah. there were some weak issues mixed in with Percy and like Humphrey's yeah. short runs but they were for the most part yeah. pretty good yeah. yeah, I still remember Humphrey's run vividly. Yeah, like, yes, you know, but I also remember the problems that was in it. it and that's why I remember them but vividly. More, more, yeah, know? there was that one really bad flashback issue, but most of the stuff with the judge was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, and the art was pretty good on the, the main issues. So, you know, you've got these things to consider, um, and then you have the weird things where me and Matt are probably going to be going for Superman in action, but Connor's going to be over there going, yeah. hmm. Because Pretty much. A, because he's a ginger. Yeah. And that's how gingers do. <laughs> it's what we do. So, this is where it gets tough. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, I, I think, you know, I've naturally thrown out some nominations here. I've, I've thrown out Supergirl and Batgirl. I've thrown out Superman in action. Um, obviously, Detective and Mr. Miracle are there. Batman, I think, deserves to be in the conversation, even if you don't think it's going to be high. Um I think you're obviously going to mention Justice League. Here's some picks, though, that I think from earlier in the year that you may have forgotten that because they've been off for a while, but I think deserve to be mentioned, at least in the conversation, if not making the top ten. New Superman in the Justice League of China. You took it from me because that's what I was going to say. Yeah. I missed that book so much. Yeah, that was really good. Mm-hmm. Was really good. That last arc interest in the Korean uh, Aquaman. Freaking great. I love how Yang gave us a Justice League that's similar but done in, you know, whatever Chinese, you know, archetypes there are. So, like, the foreigner from another land, like, Stranger in a Strange Land for Aquaman. Yeah. He's from North Korea, you know? So, but, but yeah. Yeah. So good. The mythology behind, you know, the Wonder Woman, you know, behind Delay yeah. was, was very, Green you know, Snake. Asian instead, you know, yeah. and so on. Uh, so, really great stuff. Uh, Connor, what do you want to throw into the hat? Uh, what has not been mentioned yet? Flash. 
Flash, Flash is a great, great pick. Yeah, Flash is like a pick that's never like at least right now would probably never win, but it's always like high B tier of this yeah, top ten. It's, it's not. It's probably not going to be top three. Absolutely, but it deserves to be on that top ten. Absolutely, because it's a solid, solid book. The the, the, the runs yep. like we said earlier, it's the best year that it's had since Williamson's been on it. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's hard not to not to say that. Um, I, I think for you know. I mean, Carr probably wants to throw in Justly Dark. I definitely do. I, I was restraining myself a little bit, though. Yeah, you're restraining I yourself. I won't, I won't go straight in with that. Uh, what about how drawn the Green Lantern Corps? Would you would you want to be to argue for that? No, no. I think if I was arguing for Venditti, it's yeah. a little too inconsistent. Yep. How drawn? Yeah, if I'm if I'm okay. arguing Venditti, I'm arguing Hawkman. Hawkman definitely. Those, I think Hawkman issues is in contention for me. Interesting. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's it's outside my top ten. I think it's it's on the bubble. I'm I'm know? currently kind of going through and 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 looking because obviously I didn't yeah. do any of this prep, so yeah. I have not yes. figured that out yet. But it's at least in in my mind it's in contention for the yeah. the lower end naturally. But it's there. I I have to make a list here so I can organize them as we're talking. Actually, I just realized I can't just remember all our things. <laughs> no. As we go. Yeah. Uh. So. I think. Um. One. Something that we we've kind of overlooked is a uh, Green Arrow. Yeah, the first chunk of that this year, and even the Benson stuff was fun. Couple, yeah, a couple of dodgy films. Yeah, but I I'd still keep that out of my top ten. Like it was so good. Yeah, but some of the other stuff that we've mentioned before that, you know, I, I wouldn't put Green Arrow above Hawkman, and even though it's had more issues. And yeah, I, um, I wouldn't. Either, to be fair. You know, I'm just noting down the so, ones that are being brought I mean, up. Uh, how are we feeling about Aquaman? Barring those couple of issues, yeah, I mean, you know, at the end, I, maybe maybe in the top ten. I it feel it like may be, be strong ten. It may be now because I, I feel like, admittedly, I think Abnett's strongest stuff was when he was with Cedric, but the stuff after that, we're taking down Wrath, um, all that big final fight stuff. So that was really good. That if was. We're looking year. at the bad issues. It was the the Wrath um, flashback. Yeah, that yeah, one. That was, probably that was that one felon issue. Yeah. Of the year. And then the Suicide Squad crossover, which you know, it's fine. It wasn't and, and, great, and the tie-ins to Drowned Earth. So, in terms of what you're you're yeah. saying is good here. You're saying the main issues outside of that Wrath one for the for yeah. the first like what seven eight months of the year, yeah. And then Kelly mm-hmm. Sue's first issue uh, that yeah. we just had, yeah, which was really good. Yeah, really I, to like that. I I'd, I'd be really nominate that for the ten spot, easy. Um, I feel like it's easier to work from the top and work our way down. Because okay. things will get knocked out. Whereas, you know, you, you put that at 10, yeah. then we start adding more in. It's like, oh, then that gets bumped because yeah. now we have more than 10. <laughs> um, but no, it's well, on the list. We're really sure. only doing seven because we know what one and two are. <laughs> you know? So, so right. three. That's, that's eight to do, Matt. Right. Yes. Whatever. <laughs> right. So, Doomsday Clock's number one. We're agreeing with this, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Doomsday Clock's number one. Mr. Miracle is number two. Yeah, boring, but boring for a reason. And and if we're adding so for three, we're gonna throw in the annual into Batman. It's part of that series, stuff, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I I feel with how strong that was, how strong the the um like the Mister Freeze arc was, uh, and some of the other stuff. I feel like I'd be okay with putting Batman at three. It, I, I think for sure it's top five. I think we'd have to talk about the others yeah. before I am okay. convinced yeah, what, that that's number three. What else are you guys looking at in the three to five range? Because for me, it's definitely not. But I mean, 
I'm willing to pick my battles here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, what's funny? Though, I mean, I would love to put a Superman book there, but I don't know which one. What's funny is I think Supergirl, Superman, and Action are all stuff that I want in the top ten. Yeah, me too. But Connor doesn't read any of those, which means they're all kind of no. by default, maybe in the six to ten range, as opposed to. Three, but he four, said five. he's willing to make concessions because I'm also willing to make concessions. <laughs> is he that number three though? That's a high number to concede. Three's a bit too high for me to concede. I'm, I'm, if you, I might give you like five. I, th- I think if it's something all three of us read and love, I think number three is actually probably going to end up being between the Flash or Batgirl. That's my guess. Yeah. Just looking at this list. Um, mm-hmm. um, personally, I think I'd go with Batgirl. I think I go Flash. That's like Pete has been saying. <laughs> it's been <laughs> yeah, okay. Because he's like, it's been good enough that it's not at the top, and I feel like it has come to number three numerous I, times. I think here's for why for me, uh, Batgirl goes above Flash. The art on Flash has been too inconsistent. Okay. And Batgirl has had some no, no see. We didn't really mention any of the art in, uh, you know, in the uh, in the best eyes. But you had, you know, a Wild Goose at the start of the year with uh, yeah, close with Larson, and now you got Paul Pelletier, uh, you know, with uh, okay. all the new stuff now. And I think it's been really consistently great. So actually, on right. that point, I would say it has been more consistent, but it's not reached the same heights. I think as Flash has you know, fair, at I'll various agree. points. I, I agree with that. Yeah, because because when Flash has, you know, one of the Flash artists, or when it has. Uh, Collins, or it has Porter, which you know isn't necessarily to Connor's taste all the time. Yeah, but, no, but no, I, 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 yeah. I understand what where you're going with. Yeah, this. like I think when that when Flash has one of those artists, I'm like, yes, Flash looks exactly how I want a Flash book to look. But there yeah. are times, you know, like right now with Segovia, where I like Segovia well enough, but like, yeah, his Flash is a bit not, bulky not and, on a Flash book. Yeah. yeah, it's a bit weird looking. Uh, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, I'm I'm flexible with either of those two spots. So well, I, I think it comes down to then Pete gets to pick the tie break here. Okay, I, I, okay, I tie break between Flash and Batgirl. Jeez, I wonder who he's going to go with. Um, I'm going to pick Flash, and the reason why I'm picking Flash oh. is because the heights it reached this year raised the book entirely. Whereas Batgirl, I think, is just as solid as it was in 2017, which is a good thing. John. Joe you know is really funny. Yeah, is when I threw the Flash into this, I said I don't think it's a top three book. <laughs> and individually, I don't think any of us have it in the top three. But if yeah, but if we're if we're going democratic and picking what works for yeah. all of us, I think Flash does become number three. Yeah, <laughs> which is funny, uh, or, or number four, depending versus Batman, because Batman's number three, right? Yeah. Did we pick Batman? Well, no, you said you didn't want to. Oh yeah, until know, yeah, okay, so it, so okay, so so. Now, so now we can play Flash to Batman then. Yeah. That's that's what's fighting, and then yeah, Batgirl's I've... by default after those two. So, so Flash versus Batman. How are you feeling? So you feel like the art's better with with Batman, but I feel like the story on Williamson's part is more consistent. Yeah, I, I, I think it, I think there's almost not a debate so... that Batman typically has better art. Yeah, <laughs> I think Tom King has blackmail material. Yeah, on he does. <laughs> he's got a folder. He's got like one of those folders. This, this, just... this is from from his CAA days. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's yeah. what it he's is. Done Intel. <laughs> he's got Intel and all the artists. So he's, he's got them all blackmailed. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Tom King's watching us right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah. Everyone. I mean, all all the creators could watch us, but Tom King's the only one who's watching us live because he can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Hi Tom, big fan, buddy. Yeah, Tom. 
Uh, welcome to the show. You're welcome to guest anytime you want. We'll debate the yep. the, 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 the wonders of DC Comics. Um, but do you, do you think the consistency of Flash as a story, as, as the writing, outweighs the highs and lows of King's Batman? I do. But I'm also closer to Flash than I am to Batman, so I'm biased. So... Uh- I happen to agree that that Flash has been out is so consistent mm. that it's out, even though like you know I've been up and down on Batman and there are issues of Batman that I absolutely say are better than Flash. Yeah, I agree not overall. This is interesting. Well, yeah, yeah I, I think I'm willing to go with you two on this. I don't know. I, I think gun to my head, I don't know what I'm picking. But given that you two are winning towards Flash, it's easy for me to just say, well, sure. You, you don't have to. I don't decide. have to. Yes. Yeah. I don't have yeah. to. I can just okay, fine. It's two out of three already. I can just go with it. Um, which is interesting because obviously King won Best Writer, but he has Mister Miracle mm-hmm. at number two, so that makes sense that he has he has two and four, which outweighs just well, number three. So. Yeah. Yeah. Or second best, he was but, running no, up. Yeah. John's. Yeah, John's won. Yes, quite right, Matt. Yeah. Quite right. He won last year. Yes. King won last year. That's right. Uh, <laughs> well learned last year, though. Well right. Okay. So, so, so that, that means Batgirl's at five. Yeah. Right? So, by that logic, Flash is at number three. Okay. Batman's at four. And then, where's my Batgirl on this list? It's down there. Uh, Batgirl becomes number five. Uh, this is where I'm willing to concede the super book of your choice, at least for the first. I'm, so, not, I'm so, not necessarily giving you all three, but well, here's the thing though. I think Superman, Supergirl, in action are three of the books I want in this book. This next half, I love all those three of those books. I, I'm willing to lose one of them, and one of them's a super book, a I, Superman book. I, I I like I like all three of those books right now more than Justice League. Yep. I like all three of those books more than I've liked Aquaman. Even though I've like, I mean, I've liked both those books. This is me not shitting on those books, but um. <laughs> I like all three of those books. I'm fighting for all three of them. So I'm 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 willing to put Supergirl above either of the Superman books. As would I actually. I actually think I like so, Supergirl the most, surprisingly. Yeah. So I'm I'm willing to put that coming have that come in at six and then basically whatever Pete one I mean, I, we all know I like action comics a little bit more than Superman. But I feel like me and Pete split on that one. I don't, well, I, I I think I would have said action was the better one uh, yeah. for the first like three or four. But I think the last two Superman issues may be two of the best books, issues that Bendis right. has done as, as a Superman writer. So I think it's a bit harder to decide at that point. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, so because you know every everything that you know that issue that ended with Zod and then the actual fight where it was yeah. just all those two page spreads, those were phenomenal. But action has more of that that interaction between all the characters that you know make Bendis you know what Bendis is I guess in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, Which one would upset Connor more? And I think it would be action. <laughs> you said it makes Bendis Bendis. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That would upset that would upset Connor more. Um, I suppose if I'm being diplomatic about it, action has more of the better issues. Even though I think Superman five and six are two of the best issues that Bendis has done. Yeah. So I will concur that action comes. If we okay. can't get all three, I will. Right. I will concede that action Superman, goes before Superman. Yeah, Superman's the one that gets booted off. If we can't get all three, okay. Right. Okay. So, I'll, I'll, the next thing I want to push for is Justice League. All right. Okay. So we got Supergirl at number six. Then Are you pushing for Justice League right. next. Uh, I am. Yes. Right. Okay. Um, you've got Justice League at number seven. Then, unless we want to dispute it. See, I don't know if I like it more than action. I know there's been less issues, but 
I feel like I like Justice League, but I just feel it's more hit or miss than than I would have liked Here. Justice League to be. Here's where I'm going to make things complicated. I want to put Detective above uh, Justice League. Oh boy, he has made a Gordian knot. The only way to because, get it is to cut it. Because in terms of the amount of issues, it's very comparable to what Tynan did in Detective. It is, yeah. And I think that the end of Tynan's Detective run means more. And that, Justice League's been a lot of fun. Like I, I am okay with Justice League being next. But I want to argue for Detective being over it. All right. Oh, cars conceded. <laughs> okay, that was easy. <laughs> I'm, I said, I'm picking my battles here. Yeah, okay. So, all right. So okay. then we got Supergirl, um, Tech, and Justice League. All right. Justice League. Uh, unless we want to argue action, but action could go at nine. Yeah, I'm fine with action at nine. Let's go with action at nine. Okay. Right. And, and so the, and the, the ten do... spot. The ten spot could be Aquaman as Matt tried to shoehorn in. Yeah. You, can, I just, yeah. can I just throw in one more that we didn't really mention earlier, oh, but yeah. might actually kind of upset things a little here? Go on. No. Terrifics. Mm. Terrifics is some. I think Terrifics is the one that I'd maybe argue with Aquaman at number. Number ten. Because for me, at this point, it's down to Terrifics, Aquaman, obviously just the dark. I'm not. I'm not pushing for it, and I, then. Kind of Green Arrow. Can, can I actually want to throw another one in here for the, the fighting oh, for, for the ten. Sake. I want to kind of throw in the silencer. If I'm going, if we have to have a new age of heroes representation, mm-hmm. I'd much rather have silencer than terrifics. I feel silencer has been more consistent in the storytelling. I actually, despite the JRJR art. Yeah. Here's the thing. I would actually say, I think terrifics is more consistent, but I think, and I think it's been solid and fun the entire time. I think yeah. silencer has gotten better as it's went on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll give you I that. Just, I enjoy the story in silencer more. Yeah. Um, those last couple issues, everything with Action Land, and then that final page of that last issue where like Silencer faintly, she's the one in the room who's standing up yep. against Talia. It's like, oh, this feels kind of big. Okay, this feels like a big deal. So, Silencer or Aquaman? That's kind of what we're fighting for. Because uh, well, now it's Abnet. It's Abnet versus himself. That's <laughs> true. And all. That's true. Well, it's Abnet tag the, teaming and... with the Conic. He's, he's got a, a, a tag team partner. And see, and Connor, and this is why I, I mentioned him on the best writers, because now yeah, he's fighting um, to get into the top ten. I mean, are you guys not want to argue for Hawkman to, to take this spot? No, because I'd rather... I mean, I would love it to go, but I think it is down to Aquaman and Silence. Yeah, here's the thing. Personally, for me, like Hawkman and Justice League Dark are above both of these books. Cool. Yeah. Which is which is why, like you know, to me, Abner isn't a top yeah. ten right. In the same way that I said Flash wasn't a top three book, yeah, personally. But coming You're together to like wrong, this, Connor. yeah, yeah, well, yeah is... in this process, yeah, I think likewise, like New Superman, Just League of China, I'd probably put above a couple of these. Mm. Um, I'd probably put it at least up to above Justice League, maybe not above Detective. You know, you know, just thinking of Tynan's Detective. Uh, yeah. By the way, Tynan yeah. put a, a comment on his Twitter about people pronouncing his name wrong, and I felt called out. I was upset by it. <laughs> He's been listening. Tynan. <laughs> let's just call him James the Fourth. I've mentioned this a couple times. James the Fourth. I like James the Fourth. Because yeah. that's his yeah. name. That's his name on Twitter. So. Motion passed. Yes, yeah, motion carried. Uh, <laughs> so, it's carried after passed. I think it is. I don't know. Yeah. I don't. I don't pay attention to meetings. 
<laughs> you say that as if the meetings you actually went to actually had motions carried and passed. They have. <laughs> I just they don't impact me, so I tune out. <laughs> oh man. I either you're in law when you hear those things or your workplace is very pretentious and thinks it's more important than it is. That's that's my, my argument there. Yeah. It's one of those two things. Uh, yeah, at if, least we just did it as a kind of a joke. Oh, it was a joke, yeah, yeah. Uh, but if if you're working at like a bakery and like the the, the owner makes you say motion carry, motion passed in your know, staff meetings, <laughs> then he's just a pretentious douchebag. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 Danish is. <laughs> I thought a bear claw would be more your speed than that. I, I like it, but sometimes if you get the the, the almond filling. Okay. Sometimes it depends on who's making it, and you get a bad one. I, I just thought pastry no, plus nice. bear would be your ideal thing. Yeah, no, I, I do, I do enjoy bear claw from time to time. Firefly, ah, you're digging it in my leg, cat. Come on. So where are we coming down on this? All right, so Wait. as it's well, we haven't really picked what number ten should be out of the two. Yeah, Silencer, that's, that's what I meant. Or Aquaman. So Aquaman had some dips, but it had some highs, and it's you know often a good footing for the new year with a new writer. Uh, which is always nice because it's always a nice uh, one of the things I'm going to mention with a Marvel book actually coming up it's always nice when a run that ends with a writer leads into a new writer and it's like oh this is mm-hmm. you know I was worried that there'd be like such a difference that I wouldn't like the new thing but it's not missed a beat if anything it's better and that's a nice feeling yeah uh, mm-hmm. although uh, the other one's not better because who they're following is not it's, you know it's not better the Marvel book you're insinuating <laughs> Oh well, we'll, we'll get we'll get to that. We'll talk about that. I know I know what book you're on. You about. don't know what I'm talking about. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about, and I know the writer that was on it before. <laughs> mm, no, you don't follow them, and it's and it's better. I never said it was better. You just implied that. I mean, you you, you were you were relating to Aquaman here, but oh yeah, I, I was saying with Aquaman, I think the comic's probably going to be better overall once once she gets going. That was my probably, point, which, which is maybe a reason that maybe we should give it a silencer because. Aquaman's probably yeah. going to take over Silencer next year. Yeah, because Abnet's on his own has gotten better on Silencer. Yeah. I also feel that the fact that you guys could get me to read Silencer just by hearing what was going on, I feel that I, that speaks to itself. And I kept with it. Like, I could have quit yeah. after the first part. I feel like, I was like if Aquaman had had Sejic on art this year, oh, this yeah, would sure. be a different conversation. Yeah. I think, Big time. Yeah, and obviously if Federici, who was on Aquaman, was really good at that first chunk as well. Yeah. And oh, obviously, yeah. and we're, we're impressed with Roca with the colouring, uh, you know, with the co- new colourist on, on the Conics yeah. issue. But I like the idea of giving it to Silencer because it feels like an underdog pick because it isn't, like, one of the big names. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and I feel like out of all the New Age co- concepts, that one's going to stick because we've already seen her pop up in Percy's Nightwing. Yeah, sure. You know, um, she, she popped up on Arrow. Right, so I'm going to yeah. read these off. Uh, actually, yeah. she's already on a TV show. You're right. She's already jumped media mediums. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm going to read these off, and we can still wiggle with this a little bit if we feel that something's not quite right here. But here's how it, is, how it stands right now. Number 10 is a silencer. Number 9 is Action mm-hmm. Comics. Number 8 is Justice League. Number 7 is Detective Comics. Number 6 is Supergirl. Number 5 is Batgirl. Number 4 is Batman. Number 3 is The Flash. Number 2 is Mr. Miracle. And number 1 is Doomsday Clock. Is there anything there that feels like, oh, no, we should swap those two, or that thing should not be above that thing? No, I'm okay with all that. I think this is um, as reasonable as we're going to get where we all agree. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I just have to laugh, though, because next year's another Bendis book in contention. 
I mean, Tail could too if I knew Omi ends you know, up being really good. I, I, I could swap Supergirl and Batgirl, but Connor doesn't read Supergirl. <clears throat> yeah, so I, I could as well. You, you kind of want the top five to be stuff we all read. Yeah. You know, like... I, I probably could as well, uh, but I, I love both books. I love both characters, yeah. which is which is nice mm-hmm. that all these characters that I like are getting good good books. Yeah, I mean, I'm a huge Flash fan, so the fact that Flash can come in at number three—that's the battle that I'm willing to what, to go with. Which is the other thing as well about Silencer that's really nice is that that's a completely new character that a book has made me love mm-hmm. this year. Which is you know something that yeah. the other books can't really claim to. I mean, outside of maybe like yeah. Mame and Marionette, maybe I like no. those. Sort of thing. When they described it when it was getting ready to come out, they called it kind of John Wick meets superheroes. Yeah, and it kind of is delivered on that, right? Like, okay, yeah. it, it's uh, not really revenge, but it's like I'm studying this right because I want to have a life with my family, and I think it's doing it all right. Like, if if DC announced a, a silencer movie in that vein, like kind of like Sony did with Venom, mm-hmm. where it's like it's tangentially related, I would be there day one. I think just because that concept is. It's yeah. really cool. So. I'll tell you what I'm wondering. I'm wondering what mini or series we have somehow not mentioned that someone at home is like, how have you not mentioned that book? It's bound to be one. Uh, Throughout this, enti- the, the, this entire episode. Wasn't Brave and the Bold most of this year? That was the all shark? this year. Shit. Yeah? So there, that goes that was all the mini. Yeah, those eight minis, Carter. I huh? thought that was last year. God damn yeah. it, I'd have had Sharp in that artist. <laughs> Sharp, I don't think Sharp was ever winning, winning art. Because I was uh, not, not yeah. winning, but I'd have had it push because his work on Brave and the Bob was phenomenal. But I, I guess the quick thing just to so- sort of solve this right now would it have beat Doomsday Clock? I wouldn't have voted for it, I'll tell you that. <laughs> No, no, <laughs> I don't think it would have. As much as I enjoyed that book, I don't think it would have beat Silencer, you know. Well, I, I don't know if that was eligible for the top series anyway. No, everything's eligible for the top series. Okay, sure, sure everything's eligible, eligible, sure, but you know, as. I don't know if I'd put plastic man on here. I don't know if I'd put. I would definitely. I mean, I could put Brave and the Bold, so I definitely wouldn't put that on here. I mean, plastic man would be maybe make my top, my personal top ten, maybe, mm. but I wouldn't push for it on on this. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So we do have the community picks. This is like we had patrons vote. Everyone, this is not just a five dollar. This is one dollar tier and up. Any patrons can vote on this. If you're a patron, and we'll do this again next year, and you can vote on what you want for the end of year award. You can nominate different things, and it works on a point system. Basically, your number one pick uh, for the top books, you could do top five up to top ten. The rest of them, it's all top threes. Your number one gets X points. Number two gets next set amount of points, and so on. Uh, and then also full disclosure, we also all inserted our own personal lists into this to make it like a well-rounded thing because obviously we all compromised on our show's top ten. Yep. So this was our way of like putting our personal top tens into the mix and getting a, a results out of it. There's a sort of more bit more democratic in voting. So here we go. So we'll start. I'll just start uh, at the bottom of my, my list here with uh, top top artists. So here's here's what one. Uh, I'll give you the top five as it as it turned out with the voting. Coming in at number five was Francis Manipal. Mm. Who did do some No Justice and yeah. obviously uh, He did. Some he Justice League issue as well. Some, yeah, some, he did some Justice League Earth. Earth. Yeah. I think everything he's done has been spectacular. Yeah. Just hasn't been enough of it for me. Right. Uh, it's like the Lupacino effect. You know? Yeah. yeah. At least enough for at least a couple of people. But yeah. Uh, yeah. number four is Lee Weeks. Uh, solid choice. Obviously, he's Batman the stuff. Hell out of that. Yeah, he's Batman stuff more than anything, I think. Um, that said, there's a giant gap between four and three. The top three are like all. We're always going to be the top three. Yeah. So number three is Clayman. 
I feel like I know where this is going. With a hefty amount of points compared to the previous. Uh, Number two is Mitch Gerrard's. Mm. <laughs> no prize money for guessing number one. And number one is Gary Frank. It is worth mentioning that well done. that Gerrard's was winning before we put in our personal lists, <laughs> and we we actually flipped number one and two on this one. We swung oh. it. Uh, it wasn't. I mean, it was pretty close. I mean, it wasn't like you know we didn't completely alter it, but like. There you go. So that there's the, the, the top top uh, top artists of the year uh, is voted for by everyone, including us and you. It is a combined list. Um, top writers. Um, so again, I'll give you a top five. Number five was Joshua Williamson. Um, okay. You know, uh, pretty respectable. Sure. Obviously, we talked a lot about that in his Flash stuff. Uh, yeah. Also, a, a dabbling of Odyssey. Uh, number four is Bendis. Um, so at least some Bendis people. Is I, I will. Bendis. I will take four because it was going. It was going to be on here. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I'll accept four. That's fine. Uh, number three was James Tain in the fourth, which was yeah. a, he's, he's got twice as many points as Bendis. If that makes you feel good, Connor. It does make me feel very good because yeah. he is more than twice as good. But then it's a bit of a leap to the next one. Is but not quite double, but it's another bit of a leap to number two, which is Jeff Johns. Oh, oh snap. couldn't swing this one. So, so wedding, well, not, not not super narrow, but not like super big either. Uh, Tom King is the number one writer. Uh, as that's per the fair voting. though. So that's fair. So Tom King takes the community vote, uh, and I've got it single issues. Uh, this is a weird one because obviously people. But what's funny about this is I was worried that single issues, like everyone who voted, would pick three completely different issues, and we'd end up with a big list of issues where they all have small yeah. points. Bizarrely, though. There was three issues that kind of stuck out amongst most people, right? There was a couple of other examples. Don't get me wrong; there absolutely was. But if you're going to do doing top five, mm-hmm. um, uh, Doomsday Clock issue eight comes in at number five. Which, admittedly, okay. I swayed that by putting that on myself. Yeah, but. Yeah. Uh, but I swayed that to get on the top five. It was actually going to be a, an issue, a Shazam issue one that would have been there otherwise. But uh, me, me, me voting for that. Single issue, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, but number four, uh, these are all ones we talked about from here on out. Number four yeah. is the Flash Annual, number one, mm-hmm. start of Flash War. Uh, number f- three is the Batman Annual, number three. Oh. Yeah, so the one that Criminal. we... Criminal. Yeah, the one that we decided was number one only came out at number three, even with us all Patrons, voting. you're awful. <laughs> number two was Mr. Miracle number 11. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and it's worth mentioning, these top three are very close, by the way. There's not a lot in them. All right, you're not completely awful. Yeah. Uh, and then number one is Doomsday, Doomsday Clock number seven. So we get two Doomsday yeah. Clocks on that top five. Uh, so quite impressive. So Doomsday Clock is, seven. Is this after you took out Batman Annual 2 because you realized it was last year? <laughs> maybe uh it wasn't to be it wasn't in the top three okay it wasn't even in the top four it might have had number five if i hadn't taken it out but uh oh. you know obviously it's disqualified for reasons of time <laughs> yeah for reasons of not being 2018 <laughs> ineligible yes uh so then top limited slash event uh series uh number five actually number five is a three-way tie <laughs> Ooh. Three-way tie between Batman White Knight, Batman Damned, and Brave and the Bold. Batman and Wonder Woman. Oh, all Batmans. Yeah, there's a three-way tie there. Uh, number four is Man of Steel. Mm-hmm. Number three is Plastic Man. 
and then there's a giant leap in points <laughs> to number two, which is Mr. Miracle. Oh dear. And number one, which was a bit more divisive here, although they both got a lot of points, and that is Doomsday Clock was number one in the limited, oh. limited Patrons, series. Patrons, you did not let me down. Yeah. That's too funny. So that's pretty funny. Um, so then that's like the big thing. So we'll do a whole top 10 here for top 10 series. Uh, again, as voted by our patrons uh, and ourselves. Number 10 is Action Comics. Ooh. Number 9 is Batgirl. Yeah. Number 8 is Justice League. Right. Come on, Justice League Dark. <laughs> Take it. I swear, if you if you think you're going to do a troll, Pete, I will throw something. <laughs> how, how dare you? How dare you? <laughs> no, number, <laughs> number seven is Supergirl. Okay. Number six. Of our good taste. Yeah. Is Superman. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, all three Supers, they've been the bo- bottom half, but all three of them are there. Notably, you know, that was our kind of thing. Well, it has to be six or lower, yeah. right, in our list. Uh, number five is Detective Comics. Okay. Number four is The Flash. Mm. I get a feeling these patrons are dead to me. <laughs> Number three is Justice League Dark. Is it actually, or are you just saying that? I'm just trolling you now. Number yeah. three is Mr. Miracle. <laughs> yeah. Well, Usually he saves the troll for two. Well, no, it's because so... we, we know what one is. Yeah, that's true. And and two and three can only be two other yeah. things. Yes. Number two is Electric Warriors. I'm kidding. Yeah. I'm you kidding. should have said Red Hood Outlaw. Oh, I should have said Red Hood Outlaw, yeah. yeah. Or Nightwing. Well, Nightwing had some good stuff in the first half of the year, though, so... It, it, so it did, would have made sense. Yeah. It, no, but not, not enough. Not yeah. good enough to talk about. Yeah, Red Hood. About. Red Hood and the Curse, Curse of Brimstone. I don't know who Connor paid off to get those this high, but that, those are yeah. number one and two. No, uh, so number three is Mr. Miracle. And number two is Doomsday Clock. So uh, but by a hair, and I want here's the funny part of this. Up until Matt, because Matt was the last one to put in his his picks, right? That that was given at the final points. Matt broke a tie between Batman and Doomsday Clock. They were tied until actually no, technically they weren't tied. Technically, Matt having Doomsday Clock at number one tied them, and then having Batman, it was which was number nine on his list, then give Batman a couple of points to, to put it above, put it above Doomsday Clock. It's all your fault, Matt. So it's, Matt fine. and the patrons are why Doomsday Clock is number one because all. But you know, Connor, us, I still I still have my honor. So he didn't. Yeah, he didn't lie. He he could have said, you know what, I'm going to leave off Batman just so it doesn't win, but yeah. he didn't do that because he knew that he, that was his real number nine. So that's fine. Uh, so just to, to reiterate that quickly, number 10 was Action Comics, 9 was Batgirl, 8 was Justice League, 7 was Supergirl, 6 was Superman, Detective Comics was number 5, 4 was The Flash, 3 was Mr. Miracle, 2 was Doomsday Clock, and 1 was Batman. Um, just to give you a spattering of everything else that had points, uh, in no particular order, uh, Terrifics, Aquaman, Justice League Dark, Hawkman, Wildstorm, Hal Jordan, The Green Lantern Court, mm-hmm. The Silencer, New Superman, The Justice League of China, and Plastic Man. Those were all the other ones with points. So, so what what was on the patron list that wasn't on ours? Because we had Silencer. Um, so Wildstorm was... was definitely one of theirs. No, uh, no, no, no. I mean, in, in the, the top, top ten. ten. Oh, in the top ten. Well, they was had Aquaman, Action, or Superman, whichever one you didn't pick. Oh, that's right, because they both didn't make it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, so it's Superman. Superman. You mean versus gotcha. our top ten? Yeah, yeah. it's like Superman. Oh, okay, uh, it's yeah. Superman. Yeah, you're right. It's Superman. Uh, otherwise, a lot of the same books, different order, a little bit. Yeah. But 
yeah. Pretty cool. close though. I mean, action. We had it what nine? They had it ten. Uh, yeah, some of that. Um, basically, it's a sign that when people listening to us have at least to an extent similar taste, similar taste. overall. Yeah, it makes True. sense. At least, although in... they didn't have Justice League Dark in there, so what do they know? How did we? So <laughs> I did. <laughs> I like Justice League Dark. It just it doesn't. It's not as good as some of the other things that I like. You're wrong. I'm right. Uh, to wrap up DC right. before we get to the bonus bits, I did. I want to just bring up a couple of discussion points about DC for the year. I don't want to do any rankings for any, any of this sort of stuff, but I and I know what the answer to this is going to be. But I just I want to have a topic about maybe the missteps of 2018. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I think the obvious big one is going to be Nightwing. It's Nightwing 50. It's the it's if, the amnesia. If, if there's a misstep where you kind of drag your feet and stumble. Mm-hmm. Nightwing is where you fell down four flights of stairs. Can a bullet to the head be called a misstep? It's more of an execution. I mean, if the shooter misstepped and that's why he hit that target, sure. (laughs) That's a misstep. Yeah. uh, Wonder Woman for most of the year was a misstep. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was a misstep that started in 2017, though. So, I mean, it did, but it, it took them far too long to I, fix it. I think for a lot of people, uh, the wedding, you know, the actual wedding not happening is a misstep. I agree with this. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't... I, I don't not, th- not necessarily not happening for narrative reasons, but the way DC treated it. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I don't have a problem with them not marrying in the story. My problem is how they marketed it and how they they built it up as the wedding and had all those stupid one-shots. Even though a couple of them are quite good, Afterwards, they felt really weird. Most of them were not. Yeah. Afterwards, it was like, wait, none of these make any sense, given how they chose to get married in the book. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was weird. Even down to months later, DC releasing the uh, the wedding album. Yeah. Uh, hardcover collection. <laughs> like, like, obviously, what? retailers had ordered before the wedding happened. And then they were lumped with all these copies that no one wanted to buy because no wedding actually happened. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, it's not much of a celebration thing now, is it? It's like just this random collection of issues yeah that's a misstep um i feel so I, I, i've got a misstep go on editorial in the sense of we had some problems with odyssey whatever happened there couple uh, of delays you know, outsiders. The, uh, outsiders yeah whatever's yeah. going on there there's clearly something going on behind the scenes where there's some conflict yeah um i mean i suppose i, I do want to kind of do a hits of the year as well kind of like the, the successes of the year um this is, I mean, obviously there's a negative side to this where, you know, we've had a couple of sexual harassers kind of behind the scenes, you know, accused or otherwise. But I, I kind of want to give a little bit of the success column because this felt like the year they finally did something about it. And the most recent one was done dealt with very quickly, which was a big difference to the previous examples. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, I, it's a negative in the sense that you lose the book if you're really enjoying that yeah. book. Um but that that does know, not outweigh I mean, the the, no, absolutely not, cause, the responsibility here to, to oh, deal with that. Oh, of course not, because you know the most recent one, I was enjoying what I'd read of Border Town. Like, yeah. I, when I didn't know any any better, right? I was enjoying it. It was well written. It looked good. And then, but you know, it is absolutely a positive that it was canned. Yeah, it's a positive that it was dealt with so quickly because uh, Eddie Bergazia, whatever his name was, Bergenza. yeah, that went on for a long time with them doing nothing, and yeah. it took a long ass time. Yeah. So it's nice that there's a change. It's a kind of a weird compliment because it's like, well, it shouldn't have taken that long ever, but at least it's changed. At least progress has no, been it's, made. No, it's better than it was. Yes. That's, that is a yeah. fact. It shouldn't be cheered with trumpets because it should have always been better than this, but 
the fact that it's progressed is a positive. So, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, so that's good. That, that's, that's a positive outside of the, the stories themselves. Uh, yeah. Per se. Um, I will say it was kind of nice how we had a lot of big things happening. It felt like you can kind of look at the year and go, okay, end of metal into No Justice, into the New Justice League books. Doomsday Clock's still going. Uh, by contrast, it feels like going into this year, there's not like the big roadmap for events in the same way there was going into this year, or, which is fine. It's not a bad thing. Yeah. But there was definitely well, a well, shift to the year. We know we've got, uh, we've got, you know, the the crisis going on. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. And then we've got uh, King, King said around. I think it was Batman seventy five is starting an event. Yeah, that's true. Let's say that. Um, and obviously we have smaller things like the Sixth Dimension, which is not an event per se, but it you know it feels like a big Justice League story. What what I'm hoping for is along the lines of Witching Hour and Drowned Earth. Maybe, ideally, you know, they'll be a little bit better quality than those ultimately ended up being. But sure. the idea. Here's a one-month event um, that kind of because we, yeah. we kind of had it uh, with uh, Suicide Squad Justice versus League. Justice League, yeah, which was yeah. like you know, six weeks. Here you go. I feel bang. that was the test case. Yeah, I feel. I so. I like that format. No, that was good because it felt quick. It felt like it wasn't dragging all the books, and it didn't have a lot of tie-ins. It wasn't pulling all these books into it. There was like no, just the relevant ones. I, th- I think there was like one or two issues of Justice League that were tie-ins, and that was it. That was the extent yeah. of it during that event. Yeah. Um, no, I, I like that. I mean, this has kind of morphed into also what we're looking forward to in 2019, which is also something worth talking about uh, in the end of your Tom Taylor up. taking over everything, obviously. <laughs> Tom Taylor writing some more DC books is obviously what I'm looking forward to. Obviously, two of us are looking forward to Young Justice, because we're right in the, the brink yeah. of that, starting in January. Um, also, Superman Leviathan, whatever that ends up being. Mm-hmm. Very excited for that. Uh, Bendis has uh, got a secret event project as well, by the way. Yeah. Oh, for God's mm-hmm. sake. Just for the record, he's, he's writing something yeah. top secret that, that um, he... I think what he said on Twitter is it's going to make us lose our minds. I think that's what he said. Something to that effect. Yeah. Bendis spearheading the events was my biggest fear. <laughs> yeah, but he's not... This is the first one. This might yeah. be his only one. He might not want to write events anymore, but this was his good idea. I'm excited to see where Heroes in Crisis goes because, yeah. as we've talked, it really only feels that... that Roy, Joe, is Joe, the casualty? Yeah. Joe is super. I mean, so. with the exception, actually, there's a book coming up that acknowledges Wally, but it's the Flash Annual. So I will question if that's going to be something that's actually in continuity once everything's wrapped up. All I know with the Flash is dead is never dead. The fact that we got Barry back after yeah. so long. I mean, like, that that book just—I I think it's interesting that we didn't really bring up uh, Kills and Crisis much outside of the yeah. art. Partly because it's only been three issues, but it wasn't like yeah. we wanted to complain about it. We didn't want to praise it too much either. We're, we're kind of in this yeah. like it's solid. Let's see what it do- what it does. Let's see where it yeah. goes now. It's not My... exciting any of us though, is it? Realistic? Like, no. I mean, maybe intrigued to see where it goes, but I'm not I'm... like, oh, I really want the next issue here. Yeah, I'm befuddled by it. Like, I feel like <laughs> I'm that's intrigued. a good word. Yeah, yeah, because uh... I feel like like you know. Elongated Man, there's yeah. a mystery afoot. I, I was, yeah, the way we, we spoke about, you know, every every time a Doomsday Clock issue yeah. comes Oh, absolutely, yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, it's okay, it's not that standard. Excited. Yeah. Um, uh, what, what, I will say, what I will say about uh, Heroes in Crisis, though, is yeah. that, that 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 book has Time Travelers, that book has this holodeck thing going on. Mm-hmm. I think the last issue had Nemesis in it, who's a Master of Disguise. I feel like yeah. every single issue has added another get-out clause, where yep. all of this is not what it seems. And yeah. it's kind of like a magic trick. You yeah. know that you're, they're fooling you, but you're just you're amazed with how what they're going through to fool you. Yeah, I, that, I, that's why I'm at amazed with it. is a strong word. I I feel like well, the point now is that we know we're being tricked. It's about sussing out what the trick is. Which right. which one is it? Yeah, uh, and that's okay because it means Wally's still going to be alive. <laughs> what if it's just the prestige in comic book form? I, I kind of hope this is all in, in a in a sad twisted way. I hope we're all just in denial. 
No, because we're like, like going, there's a way out of this. There's a way out. He even farms, even if farms. you somehow convince me that Wally's yeah. actually dead because of Didio, yeah. there is no way in hell Poison Ivy is really dead. There is not a chance yeah. in hell. So it's it's not. Oh, real. I I happen to agree. Yeah. which is why when I'm not worried, yeah. right? I mean, Lagoon Boy, sure. I mean, you can kill him. It's fine. <laughs> no one cares. Lagoon Boy. <laughs> uh, other things I'm excited for in 2019 is, is Shazam. Sure. And the prominence. Yeah. We're getting the movie. You get the the series back. Yeah. Um. It's yeah. Yeah, more issues. We had yeah. one great issue, but we're getting a lot more issues, yeah. and that's really I mean, important. Obviously, except for the the ending of Doomsday Clock, and yeah. we, we were told at the time when this was done that once that finishes, all the other books are going to jump forward to catch up. Mm. Now, I'm intrigued to see if that's still going to happen because yeah. like, it feels like this is taking yeah. so much longer. I like, think, will I, they do that? I don't think they'll all do it in the same month. I think they'll all do it when the arc they're on ends. Yeah. Uh, I can see the, the alternative is what they'll do is they'll finish their arc and then, you know, it, it, okay, Doomsday Clock's three, like two months away. You haven't got time to do a full arc, so just do, okay, kill, kill time possibly, for a little yeah. bit and then we can jump at the same time. Yeah, possibly. Um, I can see them doing that. So, and I, I'm curious to see how it'll work in because obviously they've known about this for a long time. You know, Tom King's doing 100 plus issues of Batman. He's known this is coming, so I wonder if he's had a long thought out plan of no, this is where the year yeah. jump's going to happen because it makes sense in his story to have the year skip there. You know? Yeah. Um, and maybe that ties into the event I, that he's I doing. I wonder how 75. much the delay of Doomsday Clock threw a lot of plans. You know, just out the window for a lot of writers, and the idea like, oh shit, that's where I was going to jump. Now I, I've got to change everything. I wonder. Well, so many writers have probably changed because of the jump. That you know, because obviously at this point we have what Batman and Flash have had long-standing writers since the start of Rebirth, but a lot of the others have all changed hands. And I wonder yeah. because of that that it's not really affected that much. I, those two writers probably had a plan in place. Maybe they had to move it because of that, but. The, the delay to, to, you know, every other month happened at the end of last year. So they've known for a long time. So Oh, yeah, they've yeah. obviously rethought it out. Yeah. I just meant when that happened. Did they scramble? Well, and at, at the very least, at the very least, they've had so much time knowing when it's coming that I don't think it's going to be a big deal, you know, in terms no, of... No, I, I don't think it yeah. will affect much in the long term. Just a moment to them when yeah. that news came out. They, were, they had to write, okay, back to the drawing board. Yeah. It's just, it's also weird that it's Flash and Batman... And they've been so consistent because the same writers. Yeah. And those two writers work together because, like, Williamson's coming in for those Batman issues. Also, I want, I want to take take you a know? bet here. Um, after Detective One Thousand is Detective Single yep. Shipping. Yes. You think yes? Yeah. I I am of two minds. I I think Detective Sales will well enough to not have to, but I also think they probably will because it's actually worth mentioning. I was thinking about this the other day. We only have five double shipping books now. Compare that to the start of Rebirth. We have five. We have Batman, we have Detective, we have Wonder Woman, Flash, and Justice League. That is the five double shipping books. I'm going to say no, because I think a big reason that they went single shipping with Action Superman after you know that that, uh, that relaunch was that, well, hang on, Bendis is having both of these. Yeah. He's not doing four issues. Whereas here, it's like, well, no, Tomasi's doing two, King's doing two. uh, So it still works out. I think DC have decided they don't like double shipping that much, but there's a yeah. few of them that sell enough that it's worth doing because they make a lot more money doing two Batmans a month. Yeah, I hope Wonder Woman stays double shipping. Me too. Yeah. Uh, no, I actually, th- I hope they all, all the ones that are still double shipping, I kind of hope stay double shipping. What, what, what are the other ones? There's those three. Batman, Tech, Flash, Justice League, and Wonder Woman. Flash, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I could lose Tech and keep the four. I think I think shipping. Justice League's a really nice one to have double shipping as the the flagship yeah. team. I think Batman and Flash with both writers doing these hundred issue runs, it makes sense to have them coming at a good pace. 
Yeah, I think Wonder Woman, if it was going to switch to single, would have done it with with uh, Jewel yeah, Wilson. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, so, I, I think the text was the most lately one, honestly, out of the whole bunch. I agree with that, but I think the fact that um, Wonder Woman and Flash don't have second books. That's true. So that's why they can yeah. double chip. If, if they introduce a second book with either of them, I think they drop down to single as well. Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, but Batman sells enough to justify twenty issues a month. Yeah, so no, um, and obviously we're Don't excited. Give him ideas, Connor. Yeah, obviously we're excited for because we were assuming we're going to see the JSA in twenty nineteen. We're assuming we're going to see this thing. We're finally get. We've been talking yeah. about this since ep- episode one of this show. We were talking about getting yeah. to this point, and we're finally kind of it's on the horizon, and we can kind of yeah. see it in the distance. We'll we'll be heading towards like the the two hundred mark when it's happening. Uh, well, we'll be at 150 about a month after Detective 1000, uh, just to put it in perspective. So, you know, we'll be we'll be up there in numbers. Um, just to sort of rewind a bit, just I think we didn't quite necessarily do all the hits and misses of of 2018, because um, sure there's some hits in terms of storytelling that we're we're happy about um, overall. Like you know, I mean, I assume we're happy with the direction of the Justice League books. Maybe the negative thing there is the delay and then the changes on Odyssey, but. The uh, the the idea of when they you know brought in you know the banner of new justice yeah. these are the teams these are all you know the new hall of justice and that absolutely a hit as to no no let's give them all a cohesive direction and link them together in at least a tangential way where they feel like no 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 these are justice league teams rather than just a collection of characters I'm going to give you some messes even though there's been some good things that came out of this or at least one of them so far um, I think New Age of Heroes kind of withered and mostly died this year yep yeah died on the vine. The, 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 the reason is I think it was an off-the-cuff announcement in response to you know, Marvel's yeah. comment about artists. They made this all oh, the artist line and then when they started having to change artists. Yeah. yeah. And obviously we love yeah. Silencer, I love Terrifics and I really like Sideways and Sideways is cancelling, is getting cancelled obviously. Uh, we have two that we care about that are left but most of them are non-starters. Some of them, you know, became mini-series just kind of by default. It was... Yeah, you know, the Challengers... That was basically it. Uh, yeah. And I think, to an extent, Black Label's in a really weird place. Even though most of those books haven't come yet, so many have been delayed. Well, the one issue, the one book that's came out has been like plagued with controversy about changing panels. Like, I didn't even know this when I read it, but apparently issue two of Batman Damned was heavily edited and pages were taken out because of... Jeez. They basically changed their mind as to what was allowed in this, this run, you know, after the first one with the penis. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's kind of the same in the, the trades. Obviously, um... Uh, Murphy was talking about White Knight, and obviously yeah. that was getting its trade was getting printed under the Black Label banner, no. and he was under the impression it was going to use the uncensored version that he originally drew yeah. of like you know Harlequin yeah. and, and Joker in bed, yeah. and then it came out and it was still the censored version, and he was like, "Wait, what happened?" And then the Black Label thing to now for now is other than Batman Damned is just a logo that's on some trades that have been reprinted. That's essentially what it is yeah. right now. Yeah. Well, they just re-released All-Star with a black label. Yeah, All-Star. Um, I think, yeah. like, Dark Knight Returns. I think Watchmen maybe, maybe got I a black label. I think what it's kind of become is... Prestige. You know how we, yeah, you know, I think Mr. Miracle will, will get one uh, printed yep. under that. You know, you know how earlier when we talked about, you know, Mr. Miracle will add to that shelf of yeah. hero mm-hmm. DC classics that are always in print that you can get, not just yep. in comic <clears throat> stores, you can get, not even just in bookstores, you can get them in what? lots of places. They, so they kind of said it was going to replace Elseworlds, but I think that it just replaced the OGNs, the original graphic novels, because I feel that's what they're going to be, you know? I, yeah, a bit of a combination. I think, 
I say, you know, the, 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 it's, it's that DC classics, that idea yeah, of they, oh, they, these are the ones that you can just hand to people. It looks, I mean, it still kind of looks like most of them will be released in like a sort of prestige, like, you know, three like or four deluxe issue yeah. kind of formats. Yeah. But it just, it feels like not, all the rest of them feel so far away. I know the uh, the secret history of DCU, which is one of the first ones that got announced before they even called it Black Label, has been indefinitely yeah. delayed right now. Oh, really? That, that was the official yeah. word I saw on Twitter in the last week or so. Um which I'd forgotten about until we started talking about this, which is why I didn't mention yeah, it. Yeah, because I, I got really yeah. excited for that one. Um, yeah. um, and I don't know why. Yeah, I just feel but... like uh, DC bit off more they could chew with Black Label, the, the current books, and then you also have Ink and Zoom, which I haven't really seen anything oh, about them been, in a while. I don't know if they've come out yet, but they've been solicited. Yeah, they've been getting, them. They're oh, getting they? solicited about twice a month, okay. so they're, they're gearing okay. up for that. They're that coming. seems to be going okay. Cool. And um, honestly, I'm just looking forward... Go ahead. If I have to choose between, you know, uh, Black Label and Zoom and Ink being the success, the one they focus their energies yeah. on, yeah, Zoom and Ink, yeah, because yeah. get the new blood in. The the regular yeah. comics are fine for us as for you know as adults reading yeah. stuff. We're, we're fine with the regular yeah, comics. Our market's already filled. Yeah. Get the younger market there. Focus on yeah. that. Well, they can, and then you know, in in five ten years, when those kids you know grow up a bit, they can read these ones and they'll be happy with these like we are. Yeah. Yeah. A bunch of posers can start nieces, prices and whatnot. One of, yeah, one of which is in you know at the age where they're just reading constantly. Like I'm excited to go to the shop and and get her stuff because <clears throat> she's really interested in Wonder Woman and her mom's trying to squash that because since they're a Disney family and Marvel's own a Disney. Wait, what? Yeah. How does a parent that, think like this? Because this this is my wife's sister. Th- this is like a this is like a, a parent. The only one that's okay. This is like a parent who says, "No, no, no, no. We are we are a PlayStation family. You can have an Xbox. I don't care that you want one for yep. Christmas. You're not getting it because we're a PlayStation yep. family." Piss well, that, off that with happened, this. That happened over Christmas dinner. My my niece was like, "Yeah, I like Wonder Woman," and her mom goes, "Well, no. Remember we talked about this. Wonder Woman's not Marvel." This is stupid. This is like this is and like I, terrible when parenting. I, and I, I almost threw my remote, but my PlayStation was still new. Yeah, I was yeah. old. I, I would have winged it. Yeah. But yeah, I'm just like, well, no, she's she's showing interest. So now I'm going out and buying her the DC yeah, superhero girls. Yeah, Matt, the Arrow one just got solicited yeah. this this past month. Every yeah. single birthday and Christmas, Matt, Wonder Woman books. You shove Wonder yep. Woman in her face. Oh. Wonder Woman, that Mara one that's coming out that they're comparing to Little Mermaid. Oh, that's sure. That's getting bought first yeah, day. There you go. Yeah, I think that's the Mera. one that just got. I don't know when they're actually coming out. Like, I know, I'm sure they have dates in the solicits. But, and, and it's not just because I'm mainly a DC guy, but I looked and I go, that's so close. Mine was like Pete just said, no, we're a, we're an X family. You're not going to deal with that. Like, that, you know, that might a... work with sports and rivalries that are dumb like that. But like, that... don't <laughs> don't squash your kids. You know, this is so weird. This is this is like a really like I'm not saying this about about this person, but, like, yeah. I, but this, this feels like like when a kid has really racist parents and you're trying to do your best to make sure the kid's not racist themselves. Like you're trying your best to like get the positive messages well, in there. But then again, uh, Marvel or Marvel, uh, Disney owns Star Wars, and I try to get them to watch Star Wars, and her mom has no interest in helping me make that happen. <laughs> Oh, it's selective so, though. Very selective. <laughs> it's very selective, which drives me nuts. You know, but this is this is the same kid that I bribed to get on Star Tours with me a couple years ago by buying her a lightsaber. <laughs> to which then the lightsaber went missing shortly after they got home. I know mom and dad got rid of it, but you know. Mm. So Suspicious. but you know, 
I, I try to encourage the nerd stuff. So, such and... a fascinating insight into... <laughs> this is, so this is insane, genuinely. Yeah. I can't fathom this. Uh, but just to wrap that back round, uh, Black Label and New Age feel like a bit of a whimper this year. Now, Black Label could pull it out if these books start finally coming out, but right now it feels like they've all it, been... It, it's possible they just announced them too early. Yeah, they're, they're all just yeah. not, like... Some of them aren't, aren't even dated. They're just kind of like, okay, these exist. It's kind of like, uh, like Wonder Woman Earth earth one volume two where we knew about that for a long time and it's just like okay when's it happening what's what's going on it's just a thing that exists you know i didn't in fact grant morrison announced arkham asylum 2 at one point where the hell's that <laughs> i mean it'll come sure to, to be fair grant morrison he says stuff it usually happens eventually Aye. but you know it just it feels like all those books like only one of them is it surfaced at all and they were announced fairly early in the year and only one is kind of you know, and it's been it's been yeah. surrounded by controversy and delays and all sorts. The next issue is not out until March, which is, was a three months gap between issue two and three. You know, it's, it's rough. yeah, I get it. Pameho takes time; he's a fantastic and uh, I feel like maybe just wait till he was finished, and yeah, then yeah. and I, which may be what they're doing with the other books, so this doesn't happen. Yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe at least wait till he's done with issue two, and then start releasing them once every other month, so it can be consistent. Because in that way, he's got like you know four months to do issue three. He's a yeah. lead. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, so so now as well about some of the hits and misses. Ella hits maybe ended a positive note. What he praise? What he's you know. Yeah. No. Nope. Again, we we talked about it on the show. Flash going to new places. Yeah. You know, it feels fresh and, and new. Supergirl, same thing. I think the whole you know? super line just feels a bit more reinvigorated. Uh, yeah. This this year because of that. Can I yeah. can I count Ben this as a miss? I mean, no. you can if you want, but. You you can when you miss out on Young Justice. Screw you. <laughs> it's fine. Young Justice, the show, is returning in like two weeks' time. But well, yeah. week. it's like a week, but it's two weeks to when I'm going to watch it. Yeah. And, the card. Yeah, and that's enough Young Justice in my life. That'll do me a year. All right. I'll just rewatch that every every time there's a new issue. I'll I'll rewatch that. All right, so just to wrap up then, we got a couple of bonus categories, uh, just not related to DC because we did read other comics, and we're going to sort of pick some of our favorite Marvel some comics. Some of us do, anyway. Yeah, some <laughs> of our favorite Marvel comics. Um, Funny enough, I couldn't have answered this a couple of weeks ago, but I've spent the last like two weeks catching up in so much shit that I actually I could give you like a top seven or something like that right now. Uh, wow. So you know we could we could do that. So so we'll start with Marvel, um, and we'll we'll sort of throw out some favorites of the year. Uh, so Matt picks Thor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also, was Phoenix Resurrection this year, or was that? It, it may have been right. At, I think it was right at the start, end of last year, because uh, X Men Red, okay. which came out of that with Jean Grey, was like February. I yeah. think that started maybe January. Okay. So well, I, I like that. So that, 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 there, there was an extra one. It may have just snuck um, into this year. I'm, I'm trying to check yeah. for you. Yeah. Okay. Just, just give me a second. Because it was keep a, going. It was a weekly book, so it, it may have just snuck yeah. in a little bit. Phoenix Resurrection yeah. issue five of five was uh, January, uh, end of January. Okay. So most of it would have been. Oh, this okay. Year. There you go. Oh. There you go. So there you go. There's, there's, there's a real high point. I, and, it, and I was gonna get into red, but then it looked like there was a whole thing. I might go back. And check that book it, out now. I, yeah, it never like, tied into it. That wasn't weekly. No. What was it? No. Not? No. Well, issue one was in oh. October, so. Oh. Okay, so, I I binged it as it was ending then, and oh, I thought it was weekly. Yeah. Although, hang on, <laughs> issue. Comicsology is telling me issue one was October, and then two was January, 
uh, and presumably the rest. So they came out fairly quickly. I mean, if, I mean every yeah. every two weeks rather than every week, but it was definitely quite quick. Yeah, fair enough. Either way, I enjoyed it. But yeah, Thor. Uh, this is like part three of like I feel like eight of Aaron's run. <laughs> like we're entering this new phase, and it's been fantastic. The the most recent issue. I read, went back to Viking Thor days, and it was just yeah. everything Ish, you want in a Viking comic. Ish, issue 8 came out last week, yeah. and it was fantastic as well. Um, and then I've also been reading Immortal Hulk, which I'm a huge fan of. Uh, I think this is the most... in. Like, I, I've gone through phases where I've read Hulk, but it's like three issues here, four issues here. But this is the one that I've been reading since I, it came I, out. I, I can vouch for Immortal Hulk. Uh, yeah. Two things. Sorry about the noise you heard, the Windows noise a second ago, and sorry that the camera's changed a little bit there. I knocked my mic out and it messes with Skype. He's a fix it. Clumsy bastard. Yeah, yep. I know. Uh, no, I, I, I totally vouch for Mortal Hawk. Uh, I've read all 10 issues of that, and it is a phenomenal horror spun Hulk story. It is, it is a proper horror book. It is a horror book. I, I, I think my only complaint would be, and this is a very, this is a faint complaint, is that mm-hmm. I don't think any of the issues have lived up to issue one. Because issue one. I thought was like phenomenal. I, I don't yeah. disagree with that. Issue one was the best issue of but the book. everything with uh like you know mild spot. This is just mild sort of general like premise yeah. stuff. But you know everything where he, he Hulk kind of absorbed like an evil I'll just say spirit from a villain, yeah. and then yeah. the absorbing man shows up who's Hulkified, and see the horror imagery when absorbing man starts like freaking out when he absorbs the thing from Hulk. Yeah, glorious. Yeah. Yeah, there's another Glorious. horror moment in there that was straight up Cronenberg body horror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um mm. that I was like, "Oh, man." Uh but there's also it you could tell it's a love letter to Hulk because you can tell mm. that the, the the writer there's a lot of the the old TV show where he's going from town to town. Yeah. And like, you know, fixing things and having to leave on his own, but then there's a lot of new stuff in there like the like the split here between Banner and Hulk is different than anything I've ever read. You know, yeah. it definitely goes back to Jekyll and Hyde this, origins. This does a, a concept of day and night, literally. Like, yeah. you know, Hulk is night. Has that been a thing? I'm not familiar with this. Yeah, when it first started, he was a straight-up monster. Like, there was no... Yeah, yeah. And he would turn at night like a werewolf. You know? Yeah, like, the, night was, would come, and that was the Hulk's time. They also played But then with... that got... Go ahead. I was gonna say they also play with reflections a lot. There's a lot of like looking at mirrors and seeing Hulk in the mirror yeah, and things like that. Yeah. I just, of... I, the the night and day thing I I was that... not familiar with. Yeah, yeah, that got dropped super soon for the anger because when you want to have Hulk show up in the day, how do you yeah. do well, that? I, I, the way I'm reading it in this book though, it's not so much that nighttime makes some change. It's just that it's more of a no. thematic thing where. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, well, it's psychological too. It's yeah. banners to the point where. He, this is the the driver now. It's not so much the anger. It's yeah, yeah. It's, it's nighttime. And that's the Hulk's time. Uh, and they even that... had, they had an issue where it like went through like five artists, but they did it thematically mm-hmm. so that like it was like people been interviewed and it kind of yeah. worked that they were yep. all different. Yeah, that yeah. was that was yeah. nice. Um, um, and then the stuff. only other Marvel book I've read, I think, in twenty eighteen, I read I read some of X twenty three, and that was pretty good. But I think it was going to read better in trade. So I, I stopped, uh, um, but I really enjoyed what was going X-23 on with twenty three. Is delightful. It's fantastic. I, I I have caught up in that completely. It mm-hmm. it's such a good. But this is a book that I was kind of alluding to earlier about like a changing hands from the previous writer. And who did it follow on from? It followed on from a little known writer who might be good at Nightwing, uh, Tom Taylor. Uh, but you know, because I loved all new Wolverine. All new Wolverine by Taylor was what made me love Taylor, right? Yeah, and that then, was still. 
that finished off earlier this year. Right? Yeah, that finished off in like April or May or something like that. Thought so. A month or two before X twenty three launched. Um, but like, and I won't nominate that because I I think the last arc of that was probably one of the weakest parts. I mean, it was all good, but it was probably one because it ended on an old woman Laura thing, and I thought that was a weird yeah. thing to end it on. But yeah, yeah, I know it was it was fine, but it was just a weird thing to end. It on. was a it was a. If it had been two arcs earlier, it would have been great. Yeah, but it was just weird that that was the last one. However, he did get to continue writing those characters in X-Men Red, and there's a lot of Gabby in X-Men Red, right. and I love Gabby. Which, yeah. which has now come so, to an end. Which has now come to an end. I'm a little bit bitter about Uncanny X-Men, because that's why it ended, because they wanted to like take away all the coloured books and just have Uncanny. And, and not to spoil Uncanny. too much of our thoughts for, for the new show, but Uncanny's not as good. I haven't even read X-Men Red. But it's Tom Taylor, and Uncanny yeah. is not. No, good. I mean Uncanny's like got. It's not bad. Like I, I don't mind Uncanny, but X Men. How, Red how is many better. issues is it? Eleven. Uh, X Men Red. No, no, no. Uncanny. It's on oh, like seven. Seven. Okay. It's weekly. Gotcha. It's only a weekly for the first ten, though. That's which is traditional double. Oh, thank God. Yeah. It's, it's just the <laughs> um, first arc that's weekly. Yeah. And then have, have you, either of you read the new Cap by Tanahisi Coates? Uh, I have. He has. Yes. So so I'm I'm one behind. Um, but I'm really enjoying that because instead of running away from what had yeah, happened, and, yeah, yeah, Coates leans straight into it, and yeah. really, it is kind of what Cap should be, which is hold up a mirror yeah. to this I country. Think the first couple of issues were a little overly patriotic, yeah, mm-hmm. but I think. But it's then when you see what, proof. but then it was an issue four where he showed like the actual good Hydra did. And that's why it was so easy for them to take over because yeah. they came in and, and actually did things. And Cap is still conflicted about that. He's like, well, yeah, they're evil and You can't bad, argue but... that they had at least some yeah. positive impact these... on communities. Right? And so I just, I love where it's going. And then it gets super spy driven and, and ties back into okay. some of the stuff that the last time I read Cap, which was Brubaker. Yeah, I've so... not tried the new Cap run yet. I'm going to try it though and. In if I like it catch up for when uh, the new yeah. issue hits for the, the other show but um, just on next week because we kind of drifted off that uh, yeah. I, I think like you know because you're worried that one of the things that I loved about All New Wolverine so much was the voices the, the relationship between Gabby and Laura and how they sound yeah. how they felt and I don't think Tamaki's missed a beat it feels oh, no, like that it feels yeah, like Tamaki's, that that's the reason I picked up the first couple issues was because yeah. I loved being super so much Absolutely. And, it, do you know what? And, and just in those issues, I wasn't familiar with Laura that well. Like, I knew yeah. her from X-Men Blue, or not Blue, um, whatever the, the young team was that Bendis was writing uh, over on X-Men. Oh, The, the... Time Displaced ones. Was, were they on Candy? New... No. Was all, all New, wasn't it? All new. That was All New. Yeah, there you go. yeah the I All New team, I was familiar with her there. I didn't know anything about Gabby, so once I got to there, I, I asked Pete, yeah, and he gave me a, a you know a quick rundown. Yeah, Matt. But having Taylor's all new Wolverine is, is a good thing for you to binge yeah. at some point when you're in the it's mood. It's like thirty five issues, and it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah it's I'll get phenomenal. through it. But uh, but the whole dynamic between Gabby and then they have a honey badger for no reason. Like, it's great. No, 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 no. Just Gabby the, is honey badger. They have a Wolverine named Jonathan. Oh, they have a Wolverine. Yeah. Okay. Whatever it is. <laughs> He's there. It's He's cool. part of the family. Uh, and... w- yeah, the action's so good. There's like a car chase. There's, there's a scene in like issue three or four where Laura is like chasing down a van on a highway, and it is so. The art's really great in that book as well, which is another thing that obviously yeah. puts it over. But uh, it looks so good. Uh, I... And it, there was a recent issue where they're infiltrating a school to find something. Oh, yeah, and it was so funny. Like I can tell you with certainty, and 
you are not allowed to argue with me the single worst thing about X23. What was the single worst thing about X23? That it's called X23. Absolutely, no, absolutely. Like they try and justify it with it was like one line where Laura's like, "I took the name I hated because I want to do good in the world," and I'm like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> no, it's, it's bullshit because Marvel editorial tells you you had to. Yeah, but it's, yeah. you're only doing it because they, they didn't want to be called Wolverine anymore oh. because Logan's back. That's it. Yeah, right. And it's bullshit because yeah. she's a better Wolverine than Logan is. She, I agree. So, I like her better. So wait, what what what's the Wolverine's name? Uh, Jonathan. 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 Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and is there a reason for that? No, uh, I kind of. I she, mean, it wasn't Gabby Cole. Not, not wasn't. a good yeah. reason. She just names it Jonathan. Yeah. Well, because I thought Jonathan was the the ultimate version of Wolverine. Like he was the son of Wolverine. Oh, I don't know. I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> no gotcha. idea. But, but, it Jimmy this doesn't I don't play know. with Ultimate Wolverine. It plays with Old Man no. Logan at points. Yeah. Right. Um, but uh, Gabby uh, and Laura are delightful. Um, yeah. And G- Gabby as well. X Men Red. Like there's a just male joke spoiler for x-men red um basically they're hiding out in uh the book calls it xlantis which is just an atlantis right they're hiding down there and they build a cerebro down there and gabby wants to call it cbro because c mm. you know s-e-a cbro right so i was because i saw you tweet about that and yeah. i was like what book was that from i didn't read right. that wasn't in x23 but the joke the joke oh. is is that uh Gabby walks out of the scene and says to because Jean's going to use it to like you know help with things and she's like you should call it Cibero and she's like we're not naming it yet Gabby it's like no nah, you might be the telepath but I'm going to get this in your head and for the rest of the scene she's just obviously going Cibero Cibero right and then by the end of the book Jean calls it that just without thinking about it and I'm like she did it Gabby did it it's in her head she incepted Jean Grey yes oh it's delightful yeah. uh, no. so I expect he's fantastic um I want to bring up another fun book. I want to bring up West Coast Avengers uh, by Kelly oh, Thompson. Yeah. Uh, this is a no, sort of, it's not great, man. I mean, Kelly, actually, one of the things I was going to say about Tamaki was that uh, I actually want to go back and read her She-Hulk series now because I've, I've liked now multiple books by her. Um, I feel the same about Thompson about going back and checking out her Hawkeye with Kate Bishop because this is Kate a Bishop. Kate Bishop-led Avengers team and it's pure comedy. It's Quentin Quire from... Uh, Wolverine the X Men. Clint on the team too. He is, yeah. He is. He's the and isn't there kind a of a joke where they? Yeah, isn't there like well, there can be two Hawkeyes. It's fine. Yeah. So we yeah. got her. We got our boyfriend. We've got uh, America, who I've never really read before, but she, I actually quite like her in this. Uh, yep. And also Gwenpool, who I actually kind of like. And she seems to have lost her meta powers. Like she keeps like saying, "I wish I could jump out of this panel, but I've lost those powers." <laughs> Stuff like that. Yeah. But it's really funny. It's really delightful and it's full of humor, and it just makes makes me laugh a lot. Like, yeah, I, I, uh, like a lot. I'm enjoying it as well because I was familiar with Kate Bishop and America from uh, Gillen and McKellie's well, I, I was familiar with Bishop from Fractions Hawkeye because she was a big part of that. Yeah, I never so got that far into read. Fractions. I, yeah. I read the first chunk and I kind of lost my way. I think it was the release schedule of that. Yeah. Um, but I'm familiar with those two from Young Avengers. Uh, so this is kind of like again, it, it's kind of a sequel in that sense with them. Get their relationships carried uh, over. For, for me, when it comes to team books, as much as I love the big epic ones, there's something about a team of oddballs who still somehow save the day that just yeah. you know works for me. Um, yeah. On on Kelly Thompson, uh, I really want to recommend the digital Jessica Jones book that she's working on. Okay. Uh, so Marvel are doing this thing where they release them. So it's you you buy one issue and in, it's like a prestige <clears throat> size. It's actually two issues and it's split into two issues inside the book. Like even the, the, the solicit text will say, you know, 
chapters one and two. Uh, so it's a six issue arc, just you buy three issues. That sounds more complicated than it needs to be. <laughs> it really does. I don't know why they didn't just play it. But either way, yeah. it's that it's called it's, it's just called Jessica Jones. Because Th- Thompson's writing on this has got me so behind her that I will no doubt. I mean, I mean, obviously, since we're doing the, sh- the new show, I'll probably try most number ones anyway. But she's but doing now Captain you just Marvel. Check out whatever she did. But just it's like, no, nah, of... it's Thompson. I'm, I'm trying Captain Marvel. Yeah. Like... Uh, so the Jessica Jones book was really good fun. It was six issues slash three yeah. issues, and they're doing a sequel one that's starting in the end of January, I think, um, which yeah. follows right on from the end of the what is essentially the first arc. Yeah. Uh, uh, really... uh, Connor, did you read As Guardians of the Galaxy? I did. Is it is it's it worth very it? Very good. Okay. Mm. No, I tried it Dang for it. one specific character, which is kind of a spoiler to say because it's. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's a character who I really like, and I was like, "Oh hell yeah, I need to check that out." Well, yeah. well m- message me later because mm. yeah. I got that earmark to check out. It's and uh, I, I, I I haven't I heard anything it, about it. I give it till issue four. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. no I I'm good. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man by Spencer Solid. Um, I actually think the because I've actually not read the newest issue yet, but I've I've read up till the, the, the end of the previous arc with Black Cat. I really like that Black Cat arc. I actually think I think he's finding his feet with the the dialogue as he goes on because I I thought the first arc, well enjoyable plot wise, was a bit overwritten uh, with a lot of the narration and stuff like that. Um, I think it it's improved a bit uh, since, which yeah. is nice. A C- couple of books I want to give a shout out to that, that neither mm. of you guys reading uh, is you know. Basically, just here's the Donny Cates section. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll get the. I promised I'm going to try Venom again for this new show. I'm going to try and read more of Venom. All right. Yeah. So Matt's I'm going to talk about head. Venom in a minute. But... <laughs> well, the, the the first one is it was a five issue mini. It was uh, Cosmic Ghost Rider. <laughs> what the damn hell? How did I love that book so much? It's it's well, Frank because Castle. it's got yeah as yeah. Ghost Rider and he smacks the baby Thanos. Yeah, so, so it's Frank also, Castle as Ghost Rider goes to the past to change to stop Thanos becoming, you know, Thanos. And he basically becomes Thanos' dad and raises him and goes back to the future and, and sees what Thanos has become under his Yeah, so parenting. I've been heard it described as Deadpool meets Lone Wolf and Cub. <laughs> Joe, so, I think it is. I think there's an appeal here for Connor specifically because you know how the head television show Buffer the Vampire Slayer does that thing where it takes out a real well, thing three hours. and makes it literal, right? It makes it literal, like, you know, teenagers feel like high school is hell. It yeah. literally puts the high school in hell, right? I think Connor's head typically looks like it's engulfed in flames because of the ginger. And I think Ghost Rider is the literal version of that. So therefore... the you're, you're, <laughs> you're slowly Ghost turning Rider. you into Frank Castle. <laughs> <laughs> Usually Ghost Rider doesn't do that much for me. But that mm-hmm. mini was so much fun. I, I definitely remember You're also it. incredibly pale. So yeah, Skull and Flames is kind of what you almost look like it. at times. I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> and and then Venom. Oh, man. Holy crap, that book is fantastic. The, the way it... It's, it's... I don't give a shit about Venom. But, Me too. No, but this this book is doing... It's it's kind of giving it a new, new mythology. It's like, okay, here are all these things it's connected to. Some stuff, you know, from Thor, God of Thunder plays in. There's all these things. And then you get like venom dragon shit i'm like fuck mm. yeah and also this is fantastic and just to, to wrap around to x-men red which i never really said other than just the fact that gabby and laura were really good dragon shit <laughs> right? that on a shirt <laughs> if it doesn't sell you an x-men red i don't know what will basically there's a, there's a mutant on the team uh, called trinary who can control electronics and computers and shit like that and mm. they hijack a giant sentinel 
uh, and use it as their mothership. And, like, Gabby's decorated it with, like, girly rainbows and shit. It is delightful. Uh, so they fly in a sentinel. This is my biggest problem with the... with, with You know, I said I'm a continuity wonk, but yeah. that's only just so far as DC. I feel like this is my problem with Marvel, is I learned the continuity, and then it's been changing so much the last five years. Because yeah. the X-Men had a character that Bendis introduced that could basically do that, could hijack. His name was Hijack different uh electronic devices i'm sure he still exists somewhere he's just not been used yeah but like them creating new one and then the stuff with with venom too is they went and completely fixed venom and why venom was crazy and now that's all thrown out the window i think for me i i I typically with marvel i don't care about the larger universe as much i just like good runs within it and then yeah. Hopefully yeah. we don't get invaded as much yeah. by other stuff. Admittedly, um, doing this new show means we will probably yeah spend time on events and like pay attention to it. But well, yeah, yeah. Well, well, that was that was my story. The last time I was reading a lot of Marvel was I really loved the Power Man and Iron Fist book because it was light and fun and it was basically everything those two characters should be. Yeah. And then Civil War Two happened and just completely derailed everything that was great and light in front of the book, and I lost all interest in it. And then of course. As Marvel likes to do, they cancelled it and relaunched the characters in their own books. As you do. So. Um, I will say, uh, I also read the first four issues of Fantastic Four, which yep. I have never, I have literally never read a Fantastic Four comic before this. Um, it's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of, kind of pulpy yeah. in sci-fi Just 60s. Yeah, I, I didn't want to, I didn't want to tell you this before you got this far in because I didn't, I didn't want you to just go. Nope, not bothering. Uh, five, the the wedding issue is actually really quite long. Okay. It's like like <laughs> it's like three issues worth, and I didn't want to tell yeah. you that before you oh, started geez. issue one. But I, I think isn't it because it's an anniversary issue? Yeah, too? it's, it's, like, uh, yeah, it's like seven fifty. Yeah, because yeah. it says at the end of issue four, next one's because actually I read five technically. I read the wedding special they put out. Uh, in between oh that yeah that was actually just wedding special number one though right yeah that that was gail simone did the main story which is the bachelorette party uh, and then there yeah. was like a small slot story about uh, gail simone domino was great fun there's only like one issue left and then they're doing like a mini in a few months yeah uh, sad to see it end but if you liked plastic man you'll yeah uh, there's a good chance to enjoy domino hmm yeah that's cool right. um that's and then the, the other thing I've read so far is Canny X-Men, which is okay. I like parts of it, but the fact that it's like four writers doing a weekly book, you can kind of feel the disjointedness yeah, of it. Yeah. Just real quickly on Star Wars, I'm only going to touch on two mm. books. <laughs> two books. One of them is Vader. Um, I mentioned this to you because well, so it just ended, yeah, with issue 25. Yeah. Uh, mm. sold, uh, finished off his run. That book got better and better every arc. And I'm, I'm kind of sad to go because it was it was really good by the <clears> end. Uh, started off good as well, but it got fantastic. Uh, the other one is, is the main Star Wars book, which uh, is now you know Kieran Gillen, who's taken over from Jason Aaron. Um, it's a lot more focused than uh, Aaron's book became, and also finally the artist changed. I can't remember was it was it Larocca who was on the art before uh, under Aaron? Horrible art, horrible. Because well, no. The art was fine when it was an original character. If it was if it was one of the characters from the movie, it yeah. was very clearly tracing the faces and just uh. the faces, and they stood out. Oh, I think I saw examples. Yeah, I think I saw examples of this. Yeah, I think I saw people were posting images of like just how bad it looked. Yeah. It looked very unnatural because it was just these traced faces. Yeah. He couldn't. He, yeah, Cassidy managed to adapt the face to the yeah. pose, you know, so at least lined up. Whereas this mm-hmm. would feel like their neck was turned around at a really awkward angle just to fit the image on. He's- 
Paws on his iPad, just chasing over the movie. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> it, it was not good. But now there's a new artist. Um, it's it's really solid again. And I'm like, because uh, I was behind on Star Wars for a while because I just didn't want to read that art. And then they told me, hey, new artist is coming. I'm like, all right, okay, fine. I caught up. And since then, it's been great. You know what? Uh, so we'll wrap this Marvel talk up by just picking yeah. a favorite each. Just what our favorite is of the, of the year. So, Matt, you've read the least surprisingly somehow yeah. i just swooped in at the end and read a lot but uh so is thor your favorite or are you going to surprise us thor, thor yeah by yeah. far my favorite uh that it's i mean i do love immortal hulk as well but it's yeah. thor it's, I, 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 for the record i plan on catching up in thor completely if not by the next issue then by the one after that depending if i can fit it i've got like at 36 the very latest issues. by war of the realms yeah, by the very latest war of the realms yeah. but i've got like 36 issues total to read uh, so I'll be diving into that uh, once I've caught up with all the other stuff that's smaller. Cara, what's your favourite? Thor is in contention, especially if I consider that the, the ending of Mighty Thor sure, was yeah. still earlier this year. And not going to lie, Doubterman is is, uh, is better on a Thor book than, than Del Mundo is. And I like Del Mundo, but yeah. Del Mundo's mm-hmm. better. But I think ultimately I'm going to give it to Venom. Oh, okay. Um, I... Do you know, I feel the obvious picks X Men Red, and I X Men Red I love, I love it a lot. But it feels like it ended before it, like it ended with one big arc, and it didn't like get to do anything else after that. I think I'm going to give it to X twenty three. I I think X twenty three when I started reading that and realized that this is not even dipped. This is just as good as it was. I'm loving it's this. A, it's the, the the regular artist is the same artist that was the regular artist for All New Wolverine, isn't it? Eh, uh, I think you're right. Yeah, I think yeah. you're right. So that um, helps. And then you have a uh, uh, frisian covers. Uh, well, at least X Men Red had frisian covers, uh, which were really nice. Ooh wee. Uh, so no, X twenty three, my pick. But Immortal Hulk and West Coast Avengers are, and X Men Red are the, the next ones kind of behind it. Um, uh, we'll do community picks after we've done uh, our indie ones as well. We'll do those as a batch together uh, after we've done our indie books, which will be a short conversation because I've actually not read a whole lot from this year. I've basically. Yeah. I, the only stuff of Black Hammer that I've read so far that's from this year is Doctor Star, and I've read the first two issues of Firefly. I've had a bad year for reading indie comics. Uh, yeah, 20, yeah, me too. Twenty nineteen will probably be better, but that's all I've read. Both of which were fantastic, by the way. <laughs> um, I think it was this year, but there was a book called Kill the Minotaur. Was that this year, Connor? Ooh, I'm not sure. Um, no. Check. It, I'm gonna double check. It check. might, it might have been early this year. Part of the reason why we're doing this other show is to give me more of a reason to keep up with more indie books. Okay. I want to do that. So this is what we're going expect to expect more next year. Is Ex- what he's saying. Yeah, expect yeah. more next year. Yeah. Next year I'm coming, Lloyd. Next year I'll have not only like 10, 12 of ten issues of Firefly. I'll also have twelve issues of the hit comic book series Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So that's yeah. very. Important. He actually will. That prick. I know. They start in January. Oh. It's perfect. Uh, so, no, Matt. That that finished last no. November. Okay, that's how long it's been. <laughs> that was issue six. Last I think Matt's abstaining from yeah. this one. No, 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 because the, the oh. only the only indie book I read oh. every month is Birthright. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Birthright. Yeah. I I know one Birth. that Pete's read that he hasn't mentioned. Oh really? Yeah. What about uh, Gideon Falls. Oh, I'm yeah. up to date, but yeah, you're right. I have I have you read, read the, the first, first arc, right? Uh, no, I read the first three. I've not read the first, the first arc. Okay, but it's very it's very good, and I feel like I can just trust Lemire and assume that it's good, and just be like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Matt, but... you you read Sword Daughter. Sword Daughter, yeah. I never got to the fourth issue though. Fourth issue is kind of the um, new. It's an. It was it... weird because it was announced as a three issue mini, and right. so those first three issues, that's the first trade. That's the first you know arc essentially. And then they decided, you know what, we're going to carry on. So issue four is is essentially the second book. Uh, it's in my box at my shop. I just, you know, 
Yeah, I haven't had time to pick it up. I, I mean, I get, I mean, it's hard to pick pick a favorite when I've read really only just a couple of things and not necessarily up to date on them. Um, oh. If you were to pick Firefly, it's only tissue. So generally, what I'll say is like, even though I've not read an Age of Doom and Quantum Age yet, is that I'll probably say that Black Hammer as a whole is my favorite thing going on in the indie realm. Um, it is fantastic. And I'm looking forward to catching up in Gideon Falls. I'm looking forward to uh, reading more Firefly. I'm looking forward to Buffy. Uh, one of the things that I'll be covering as well on the new show is like stuff like Alien Comics. And it's going to be a while before I do this, but eventually once I've caught up on everything else that I need to do in the, in the near future, I do intend on catching up on Turtles so I can talk about that on a regular basis. Because I do mm. love Turtles. But That's cool. I'm, a, I'm like 45 issues behind in that right now. So it'll be a while. <laughs> yeah, so... I've read a bit more than you guys. I'll just yeah. briefly go through a few of them. Um, Royal City, uh, that finished mm-hmm. off earlier this year from from Jeff Lemire. He, uh, you know, writing and drawing that one. It might be my favorite Lemire book. Uh, that's something. Monthly. I also want to point out that that's the third Lemire book mentioned in this indie <laughs> section. Yeah, Lemire's yeah. killing it. Um, yeah, it's not is. my favorite because it, it's not my favorite Lemire work, but in terms of monthly books, that that's up there. Uh, obviously, we've already mentioned Gideon Falls, Black Hammer, yada, yada, yada. Uh, um, Blackbird just started a couple of months ago. I'm going to give that a try. Yeah, Humphreys. I'm, I'm, yeah. just, I'm just jumping in when it's something that Connor's reading that I'm going to try for the new show. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I was I bought this because it was Jen Bartel on art, and I think she's fantastic. Humphreys, I was like, well, I mean, could go either way, right? Yeah, um, Humphreys can be hit or miss. Pretty good so far. I'm really enjoying it. Even although you know the art is is the main draw still for me. I'll make um, a guess here for the next one because this is all stuff that I know I'm trying because you're reading that Skyward. Yep, Skyward. Uh, I've read the first arc. Um, fantastic. Lee Garber on on art is just incredible. Uh, it's so expressive and cartoony and fun in kind of a, a, a points a hellish world. Hmm. Um, but at the same time. You know, there's no gravity uh, in this world, in, and you can, you know, essentially fly and control that. People are gonna have fun with that. Do, do uh, does everyone have like little like I don't want to say engines or f- like fans so they can direct themselves in the air? Does everyone have something? Uh, usually, yeah, and yeah. and it's like the idea that guns. People don't use guns anymore because the kickback force can see. You know, cause if oh you yeah, go, yeah, if you, yeah. If you get shot up into the atmosphere and you and you lose and You're you gone. can't get back down tough shit <laughs> this is a fun premise so, they're, they're developing a is that a tv show or a movie they're developing out of this? Uh, i think it's a tv show yeah Not, but uh, i mean i can't be certain on that but i'm intri- i'm intrigued by it i'm intrigued by it but yeah i i definitely recommend it. it's so much fun i'll guess um, another one that connor's gonna say uh isola yeah I'm, I'm not sure if that is I- I- isola isola isola, isola, isola I, yeah. I mean however it's said pronunciation is another thing. book that is gorgeous it's it's downright gorgeous it's this is a you know a young, a young character uh, escorting their queen who has been transformed through ways we're not entirely sure into like a, a tiger oh that's my and, and uh it, it's you know there's this these things hunting them and you know they're trying to get away and keep the queen safe um it's a gorgeous book uh i'm really looking forward to the second arc of that which i think is starting very soon cool um well you've actually got a selection so pick a favorite Pick a favorite. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna have to go with, uh, with Royal City because right. that, 
Oh man, yeah, that, that got me good. I guess that's not surprising given you said it was your favourite Lemire work. And... Yeah. Alright, so just to wrap up then, we'll have the community picks of these. Again, individual lists from us have been thrown in here to uh, make it a list that's combined from us and you guys, uh, all the patrons. So, uh, top Marvel books, we'll do a top five. Number five is X-23, which, mm-hmm. damn you all, <laughs> should be higher. Uh, number four is X-Men Red. Damn you all. Mm-hmm. Should be high. That's <laughs> basically my thoughts. Uh, number three is Venom. Number Damn you all should be higher. Uh, number two um, is specifically people... I mean, I got a mix of uh, what people were counting for this, so I just kind of wrapped them together into Thor because half the people mm-hmm. said Mighty Thor, half the people said Thor. I just sort of counted it as one because no yeah. one put both. No one like, said specifically this one right. and that one more. Thor by Jason Aaron. Just, yeah, yeah, Jason Aaron's Thor. Yeah. Right. Um, so that's number two. And number one is actually Immortal Hulk, which I am pleased mm-hmm. with because I like that book a lot. Yep. Um, good job, people. Yeah, it's very good. That's a very good marvelous. Like I say, that's very good. Uh, and then indie books. Um, and by indie here, I mean because it's debatable. Does, does Dark Horse count as indie? I don't know if it does, but I mean that's where they got their name from. Yeah, because they were the dark horse at the big two. Yeah, but yeah. hey, uh, so uh, number five. This is probably largely due to me as Firefly, <laughs> but I'll take it. Uh, number four is Doctor Star. Uh, I didn't write down the full title, but. It's like Doctor Star and uh, something, something, something. Uh, so that was number four. Number three is Ice Cream Man, which I meant to check that is. out. Yeah, that, that was that was obviously all our patrons who suggested that. I, yeah. that, I read that. For, for the record, it's Doctor Star and the Kingdom of Lost Tomorrows. There you go. Yo, uh, I need to read that book. <laughs> it's uh, it's kind of doing his his take on on Legion at points, Green Lantern. And Starman. Sounds, like sounds like Doc Savage on top of it. Yeah. Um, number two is Royal Say. I take responsibility. <laughs> it, can't, it can't have been just me. That wasn't just you, but you're definitely why it's a number two and not, say, four or whatever. Uh, and then number one is Black Hammer, Age of Doom. Uh, so Lemire got three books out of the top five. Lemire winning the indie race, basically. I, I think we should just rewind this whole show and give Lemire best writer. <laughs> no! <laughs> well, do what's interesting next year, because the one change, as I said earlier on, for, for this show will just be the annual, where it'll become the award show for everything. Mm-hmm. And I think what's interesting at that point, does best writer and best series, are they for everything? The, 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 you know, is there like a an overall thing. I think we uh, will have to put that to the people closer to the yeah. time. I, I like keeping them in separate conferences. I like keeping and, them yeah. and people PC will one. not give us a 50-50 result this time. I know, you bastards. <laughs> Which, for the record, we didn't even say what we decided. Uh, we decided that it would be a separate feed um, because I think the people who don't want it on the same feed because just, they just care about DC will be more pissed off that it's there than the people who care about getting it will be pissed off that it's not there, if that makes are we, sense. Are we putting the first one on this feed so everyone can just try it in case? No. Okay. <laughs> you do just like what I do when there's a, a, a Bill Simmons podcast I don't want to listen to because it's basketball, I just don't download it. But Yeah, hey, but I mean, I the people who spoke, it technically did win by 2%. The dedicated feed won by 2%. Hey, that was enough for Brexit. <laughs> don't, don't you dare. And we, and we all know how that has ended up, Connor, so... <laughs> It hasn't ended up. Yes. Exactly. That went well. It's still debated. So, 
basically the vote said we have to decide and we we decided on we went on the side of caution the downside is there is a downside to being a new feed the new feed does mean that if there's a particularly long episode and by long we mean over two hours which given the dc podcast going over that could happen um it means it may have to be split in two parts for the audio feed so if that happens don't panic it's okay um but uh we do read a bit less marvel and other stores so it might come in at least uh, right now at least right now so it may come in a little bit shorter but we'll see uh but it's over two hours we're going to have to split it into two for the audio so don't panic if that happens uh i actually have already submitted the feed to itunes the feed already exists i put up like an old agents of shield review because you have to put something on it for itunes to accept Mm -hmm. it so i put up just an old shield review of an episode but it doesn't say that it says like test upload and that will presumably be deleted once the first episode goes up. Absolutely. Once the first episode is up, I'll delete that. But that's that's there. So you can also subscribe to it just now. It's called Elsewhere in the Multiverse. It's got a red background with white text. It's very Marvel and colouring, although it is also Image and Dark Horse and IDW and whatever else we want to read. Yeah. And then if you subscribe to that now, that'll be ready for you as soon as we're done, Tuesday evening, Wednesday morning, whenever that ends up being... Yeah. I can see the first one being quite long because we will be doing sort of catch up and this is what we think of all the current runs and it'll so be on. kind of what we just did but in more detail and more detail with talking about plots and you know some some spoiler stuff. Um, I should have read at least up to the end of the arc and Age of Doom, for example, and we can talk about that. We got some new number ones from this week to talk about. Yeah, there's actually three new Marvel books to talk about. We have X Force number one, which I've not read yet, and Canny X Men number seven and fantastic four number five we're all this week from marvel so we have three new issues i think yes yeah so we can talk about those uh so you can look forward to that and if you don't care about any of that you don't care like, no i just like dc that's fine this, this is not changing your dc podcast is still here every week we like and, dc too yes mm-hmm. we like dc more that's why this existed first <laughs> yes that's why it existed first uh, we have a pretty big week of books in fact i never even thought that i need to tell you what's coming out yeah i was week. just about i was about to prompt you so. yeah yeah i actually never even thought i'll just get my my handy list up um and we can tell you what's coming next week uh week four slash one yeah this is week four of december which is week one of january so the weeks are all knocked back in january but here's what's coming next week as per the solicits from three months ago uh heroes in crisis number four detective comics 995 action comics Mm -hmm. 1006 wonder woman 61 the flash 61 batgirl 30 justice league odyssey number four titans 32 the terrifics number 11 and the silencer number 12 uh all that confirmed all that's there yeah that's cool uh also next week is batman beyond 27 old lady harley number three and raven daughter of darkness number 11 which we will not be covering um it is worth mentioning i'll be doing a very similar format in the other show but when it gets to the end and i'm telling you what's coming next week i won't be telling you what we're not covering because technically every publisher counts for that so i'm not telling you every book that's coming out Yeah, maybe if there's some key Marvel book that we're not covering for whatever sure, reason. But it'll be the ones we're covering that's coming out next week, um, because I, I can't account for everything. Uh, whereas DC, obviously, is a, a set list. You know, it's, it's fine. I can, I can do that. Uh, so, yeah. It is worth mentioning, if you watch the standalone reviews for Firefly Issues 1 and 2, um, which at the time was going to continue, uh, that will be rolling into this new show, as will the planned single reviews of Buffy. Uh, that'll be part of this podcast instead because that'll just be where we can talk about it. Um, and it means Connor can talk about it as well because he, he'll be reading them too. So um, Yeah, definitely. So that'll be fun. Uh, so, but yeah, so that's what's coming up next week. So it's a pretty fun week uh, for DC. A lot, a lot of books I'm excited about. And uh, this has been kind of kind of a hefty annual episode, but I guess it makes sense that the, the end of year wrap-up would be me. I am very hungry. 
I am also very hungry. That is what I'll be doing. Um, so, no, that that has been the end of 2018. Uh, we're getting to 2019. It is the technically, not, not, not the third year of the podcast in the sense that it's been three full years, but it's the third year, third calendar year of the podcast. I mean, to be fair, we started in like May. Yeah, it'll be yeah, three. It'll be th- so we're like, two, we're over two and a half. Yeah, it'll be three years in May when we, when yeah. we, when we hit it. Uh, and we got our 150th special coming in about April-ish and uh yeah so big things ahead a lot of big books coming and thank you very much for everyone who's been around uh over the over the years since the start of the show but especially this year any new listeners and viewers over this year we welcome you any patrons we obviously are very thankful for if you're interested in supporting us on patreon you can go to patreon.com slash tv and you can do that over there for as little as a dollar uh which at least now one of the perks is to get into the end of your voting not just for comics but also for our movie shows and our tv shows and things yeah. like that just to, just to mention, obviously, one of the perks of, of being a patron is at the $5 tier, you get the, the bonus episode every month. Yeah, the monthly vote. Yeah. Yes. Oh, no, no vote. It's, you vote sometimes. Some episodes that's, are voting. That's what I was going to specify. At the end of the last one, we said that the next month will be a vote because January has five, five Wednesdays. It will actually be February where you get to vote because of some specific scheduling reasons. Yeah, or we could tell them. Uh, because uh, Doom Patrol's coming out in February TV show, we want to do a Doom Patrol book in January in advance of it. So... So I've just swapped that with the vote in February, so you can you can expect that because the show's starting and hopefully it will be fun. Uh, so that's cool. And then uh, anything else? Uh, I I just started doing a weekly live show on YouTube, just myself. But you can come and talk to me about comics if you want, uh, or movies or TV shows or whatever. Yeah, apparently people liked it last time. People people did like it. People showed up. It was a really fun couple of hours of sitting chatting to folk and uh, a lot of comic talk, a lot of TV talk, movie talk, that kind of stuff. Um, very, very good fun. Um, people are wanting me to list off all the Blu-rays behind me, and I was like, oh god, that'll take a while. That's <laughs> a whole separate project in itself. Yeah, that's just the horror section for the record, right? All the other Blu-rays are up behind the camera. Uh, so that's a whole whole mission. Uh, Matt, final thoughts for 2018? Uh, um, this year we're going to get the Legion and Just Society, so I'm happy. <laughs> Connor, final thoughts for 2018? It's been a long damn year. My final thought is Tom Taylor should write all the books. So thank you very much for being with us. Obviously, guys on Twitter at DC Comics Podcast, like, subscribe, all that usual stuff. All that helps as well. You know, Patreon's great because obviously if you can afford it and that's fantastic, we, we love it. But if you can't, don't feel bad. You can support us in a number of ways. Liking, watching, subscribing, sharing out, uh, just letting the ads play on YouTube, all these things. They're all... They're all wonderful things uh, and you should be praised reviews for reviews on itunes if you're listening through sure. there yeah yeah uh all these things or even i think other podcast apps do reviews as well and ratings if you do it on that. yeah it, it just it helps other yeah. it helps with the recommendations yeah. for, for other people to find us so thank you very much thank you very much for a wonderful 2018 uh, it's been a fantastic year for the show um i think we have went up about 35 percent in viewer slash listenership since the start of the year so thank you for that uh, hopefully you'll stick around. Hopefully enough of you care about the other show to go and check it out as well. Maybe we'll grab a few new people who don't care about DC <laughs> on that show yeah. as possible. It could happen. I, I, apparently those people exist. I, I will literally start that show with a disclaimer that we are fairly noobs to Marvel. We don't know the history as well. It's yes, a learn, it's please a lear- don't hate us. It's a learning experience, so that's part of the fun. But hey, that is us. So so Matt doesn't pass out because I can see him getting slouched in the chair a little bit. Getting yeah, a little bit yeah. Droopy. My, uh, my, um, my my legs are numb. 
Okay. <laughs> Matt Silver, they're just singing Linkin Park to like, I've become so numb. Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, that has been annual number three. Uh, thank you very much once again. Uh, so look forward to all the big stuff coming. Look forward to the Sixth Dimension. Look forward to Detective 1000. Look forward to all these new shows from DC Universe. Because, of course, me and Carr do television for the multiverse with all the DC TV shows. We didn't even mention that, but it's worth mentioning. I thought you were done with the plug in. Yeah, one more. Just one last one because it's I worth want mentioning. Food, damn it. It's one worth mentioning. Thank you very much. We love you loads. Always remember to never get lost in the Speed Force. Oh, Tom Taylor Legion book. Tom Taylor Nightwing book. Uh, I thought Carl was going to do one. 